Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 30 of the Cartridge Club. If you are not aware, the Cartridge Club is kind of like a, a book club, but for video games. We pick one game a month, we all play it together. At the end of the month, we get a few people together, we play it along, and talk about it. Make a little podcast, and discuss how everybody felt about it uh, within the community. And so if you want to get into that, head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org. Uh, get in on the fun. There's also lots of other podcasts and things over there as well. So definitely check it out. So um, as you all probably know, P1, my my brother, my better half, is off saving, uh, saving the Earth. He's in the Navy and he is sailing at the moment. So he won't be here for this podcast. However, I do have a lot of great guests to help me get through it. Um, so let's get started. This month was February, so it was a super long RPG like we always do in February for some reason because we're more crazy, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was it was easy finding people to get on here because the game we were playing has a lot to say and there's a lot of people who want to talk about it. So first up, we have Liam. Liam the Donovan Viper. Liam, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for having me, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, first time on the show and uh, you know it's been far too long. We've been wanting you on the show for a while, so we're happy to have you here. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Thank you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. It's all the W's dot youtube.com forward slash user forward slash the Donovan Viper where I sporadically upload videos I haven't uploaded a video in eight months but that's what I do and you can also find me on Twitter at the Donovan Viper that's right and it's quality over quantity so take as, take as long as you need <laughs> thank you I remember you you were doing a um, you were trying to get save up for a Wii U what was the name of that series oh from five pound to a Wii U that's what it was I loved watching that so at, what was what was your final total? Do you still do that? I don't, unfortunately. Um, surprisingly, I reached my total on my birthday. Oh, nice. And I accidentally deleted my YouTube channel. Oh, no. <laughs> you know where you go through and it's like, confirm your email address, this, that, and the other, and you go into yes. settings, and before you know it, you've clicked a button you shouldn't. Oh, my gosh. That is terrifying, actually. So, yeah, I had to start from scratch. But you never know, you may see a PS4 series in the very near future. I would love that. I should be doing one of my own, to be honest with you. Um, could you imagine if P1 came back and I had accidentally deleted our YouTube channel? Oh, my gosh. The pain. The pain. <laughs> the pain. I can only imagine. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here, but I know you're a big fan of this game, so um, we were definitely happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Okay, next up, uh, another first time for the club. It's Minotaur Zombie. Howdy, hey, sir. Welcome to the show. Here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you, my man. Um, you're very active on the forums. In fact, a lot of your messages have helped me get through some of the games we've been playing. So we're happy to have you on here. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, channel name Minotaur Zombie. Just kind of do Let's Plays and occasionally like a review slash thoughts on certain games. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's very... Uh, I've, I've been on your channel. You play a lot of games that I'm into, so it's good to see. <laughs> I like that. I like <laughs> Definitely. That. So yeah, definitely check out Minotaur Zombie, and that's your Twitter name too, isn't it, Minotaur Zombie? It is. Perfect, so easy to find you. All right, next up, uh, returning guest, uh, one of our favorites, it's actually, we have two favorites coming up next, it's, first of all, it's, it's Rocket Sauce, Ryan Gorman. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you for inviting me back. Oh, we're happy to have you. Why don't you tell everybody, in case they don't know, where to find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce, and uh, sometimes I write for the website, thegamercave.com, uh, where I write little recommendation reviews and whatnot, so you can find me in those locations. Yep, right on. 
It's wonderful. Definitely check out Rocket Sauce. He's also very active on Twitter, so definitely give him a follow for sure. Um, next up, we have another returning guest, Super Robot Power Hour. Matt, welcome back to the show, bud. What's happening? How you been? How long has it been since you've been on? God. It's been a minute. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Well, welcome back, my man. It's been far too long. We're happy to have you. Why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Robot Power Hour. Uh, Rarely post, though, but sometimes. Yeah, you're there. (laughs) 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 Definitely check him out. Definitely check him Do you still do things on YouTube? Uh, (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a little while. (laughs) You know, I feel like... Maybe since the last, like, P2 review, quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot then, yeah. <laughs> you, you still dabble. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, we have a very uh, heavy topic to get into, so I just want to get right into it because this is going to be long. Because this month, we have been playing Nier. Um, Nier is, I guess I would classify it as an action RPG by Square Enix. Um, who, who's the developer? Does, does anybody here know who the developer was? Or was uh, Caviar. Caviar, thank you very much. Um, they did an amazing job with Nier. It's it's huge, so we really just got to get right into it. So um, You can get this on either the 360 or the PS3. Um, yeah, we'll discuss the different versions and everything as we go along. But over here in North America, it's the same game on 360 and PS3, so if you're interested, definitely pick it up. Um, it's kind of an underrated hidden hidden gem, I guess you could say. Uh, it's it's cheap, I find, uh, in comparison to most RPGs. Did you guys have any trouble finding it? Or, uh, uh, I found it pretty quick. I just went to GameStop and it was right there. Yeah, I, I was lucky too. I know a lot of people were looking and it's just getting... Maybe because they announced near this the sequel, so maybe it's just been getting taken off. I don't know, but when I went to look for it, it was everywhere. This was a couple of years ago. Um, I anyway... Fu- I- I, I was going to say, I snagged my copy in the summertime, and I believe I posted something like on Twitter, and uh, Mr. Super Robot Power Hour responded and said, yes, you need to buy that game. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> because I actually have never heard of the game until I saw it in the store. So, and, you know, it was right up there. You know, it wasn't that bad. I think it cost me about 10 bucks, but, you know. Yeah, 10 bucks. I think that's what I got mine for, and that was years ago, so I'm mm-hmm. happy to hear it's still at that price. But, yeah, anyway, so definitely get it. If you get a chance, pick it up because it's, it's worth a play. Um, also, if you haven't played it and you're looking forward to playing it, maybe pause this and come back to it because we're probably going to spoil a lot and it's a really deep game. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, with that said, let's let's dive right in. This was my first time playing it. Um, I had started it years ago, right before Dark Souls came out. And um, I was so hyped for Dark Souls that it actually tore me away from Nier. Um, looking back now, I, I didn't realize what I was leaving behind. Um but yeah, this was really my, my first time going through. Uh, Ryan, was this your first time getting through Nier? Uh, yes, it was. Um, yeah, as I said, I picked it up in the uh, summertime, and then I remember hearing something, uh, someone announced on there that this was a potential game for the future of the Cartridge Club, so I kind of held off until you know this month to play it. So. Right on, right on. Yeah, good choice. I think I ended up doing the same thing. Once I found it was going to be uh, a potential you know, it gets sort of a, it gets backlogged, but at the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. How about uh, Minotaur Zombie? Was this your, your first time playing it? This was my first time playing it. Uh, I heard about it a while back that it heard, had like a great OST and good stories. So it was great to get a chance to play it on the club this month. 
Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games that if you talk to somebody who has played it, it's always, you know, a resounding go get it, go play it right now, which is, you know, rare to see. <laughs> um, how about uh, Liam? Is this your first time through, bud? This is my third time. Sorry, sorry to break the trend there, guys, but this is my <laughs> third so I beat it first time I ever played it. It was recommended to me by Anzi on the Red Rascals podcast. Yes. Plug there for you guys. He said, I know you're not a fan of RPGs, shock horror. He said, I know you're not a fan of RPGs, but give this one a try. You'll love it from start to finish. You'll absolutely adore it. So I played it on the 360, and I just could not put it down. Could um, not put it down. And you're not an RPG fan. They're like That speaks volumes for this game. Yes, it, it really is hard to classify it as a certain genre because it sort of does a lot of things in this game. So many different; it could be classified as it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> so true. All right, uh, Maddie, how about you? Is this your first time through? Oh no, that's I, I booted it up this month. I was so surprised to see it's a uh, 2011 was my last okay. save game. <laughs> wow. Which, I'm super excited everybody's liking it so much because, like, yo, five years of it's so good, and then, you know, just crickets. (laughs) Nobody's listening, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, things have changed. Things have changed for sure. Wow. So there we go. All right. Well, let's let's dive into the meat of it then. And uh, we're going to try our best to get through um, the story of the game, kind of give everybody an idea of what the game is. Uh, it's it's there's a lot of layers in this game, so we're gonna try our best to discuss it. Um, so first, let's talk about the opening of the game. Um, Liam, why don't you explain to the audience sort of how the game opens up? So I feel like story time now. <laughs> <laughs> feel free. So you are a protagonist by the name of Nia, but you can call your save file whatever you like. So even though he's called Nia, you be you could be called P two. I did put uh, P two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and you start off uh, basically fighting all these different things called shades. And as it builds up, you're thinking, oh, this combat's really nice. I'm leveling up really, really quickly. <laughs> yeah, really fast. Then all of a sudden, you run into this abandoned, which looks like a supermarket. And you check on this little little girl, and we find out that she's called Yona. And she's your daughter, and there's a little book. And she's been told not to touch the book. So you go back out and you fight a few more. And you're learning all these different powers. The weapon, which eludes me at the minute. And you're leveling up. You're going up to 50s to 60s. Then all of a sudden he runs back in again. And she's touched the book. Uh-oh. <laughs> and and she's, she's turning black. Uh-oh. <laughs> and she's being possessed by this black scroll, which we let her find out that it's not incurable. But you've got to do a lot of things in order to get rid of it. Right, and that, that's pretty much it. Like you're a father, your daughter gets infected with the black scrawl, like you just described. Um, and the game is sort of you're going to try and heal her, and that's how this game opens up. They 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 are running away from these crazy creatures, which we later call or know are called shades. Um, and at the at the beginning of this game, it's sort of it looks like it's snowing outside, but they say it's what year is it? It's like 2000 and it's 2021 or something like that. Is it something like that? Oddly anyway, enough, it's... that's directly in front of me right now. I had like a page left. Over. 2049. <laughs> oh, nice. I need to rescue. <laughs> 2049. They say it's summer, but it's, it's snowing or at least it looks like snowing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you actually don't know what that is. You you find out in another. Anyway, so yeah, so the game opens up and you're you're defending your daughter from these shades. Um, all of a sudden, this she touches the book, and then it just sort of uh, it goes dark, and then all of a sudden there's a time lapse. Thirteen hundred years go by, I believe it is, mm-hmm. and it, after the thirteen hundred years have gone by, it, it opens up to. Near and his daughter, which I just noticed my uh, outline autocorrected to Jonah when it's supposed to be Yona. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you're in this new village now, and it's more like medieval time. It's not so much. It, it's more. It's thirteen year, thirteen hundred years in the future, but it looks like they've reverted back to to more simple times. I guess you could say. Um, after this happened, I didn't know what was going on. What did, uh, Rocket Sauce, what did you think was going on after 1300 years and it's still the same two people and they look like they haven't aged? What did you think was I, going on? I thought honestly it was just, uh, that the world kind of came to an end and it was kind of like just, a, like, a, a recreation of like, you know, civilization trying to build back up after whatever happened in the very beginning of the, uh, very beginning of the game. So that's, I don't know, it's just kind of where some, because it's, you know, it's, you know, you see uh, just a primitive village. When you go from, you know, seeing something looking very modern to something, you know, looks like it was in the past, but, you know, you're told it's the future, so. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away. Like, I was doing through the same thing as you, trying to figure out what could this possibly be. I was thinking it was reincarnation, just like what you thought, and mm. uh, I didn't know what was going on, and then I thought maybe they were... You know, aliens or something. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. Yeah, it was really strange. How about uh, how about you, Minotaur? What did you think was going on when that thirteen hundred years passed? God, I, w- I was thinking like the things that happened in the intro was going to be like the ending to the game or something, and there was going to be some kind of goofy time travel plot uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's a good call. Actually, uh, I never even thought about that. It could have been something where that could have been the end. Speaking of that being the end. Um, Liam, you had mentioned this to me, that this is actually the ending of another game. It is. It's the ending of Drakengard, ending E. So Drakengard, it's, it's created by the same people, correct? It is. And uh, they also has, mul- just like Nier, Nier also has multiple endings. And Drakengard also has multiple endings. So it's kind of like a, a trademark of theirs, I guess you could say. Um, and this is one of the endings, so that's pretty cool. And you don't know that. There's no way to find out unless you've played Drakengard, so... There's a lot of little things like that in this game where you don't really know what's going on uh, until you read about it later or if you have some sort of insider knowledge. So, pretty amazing. Is it, is it, is it Dragon Guard or Dragon Guard 2? Because at least from Dra- at least I've seen the outline of it, it's, you know, but I'm, I'm not 100% because I've never played that game. Uh, Dragon Guard, I haven't played them, but just like the stuff I saw online, Dragon Guard 2 uh, isn't real. Like, okay. <laughs> it, it goes. Like, basically, the guy who made everything but Dragon Guard 2 and the new game that's coming out um, basically constructed this world, and then Square Enix was like, let's make a sequel for Dragon Guard. So that's why Dragon Guard 3 is a prequel. Mm. Oh, so, like, thanks, thanks for the advice or the heads up there. Well, there we go. That's another it's like a Zelda timeline when nothing makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but they try to piece it together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's how it opens up. Um, next up, Jonah is uh, Jonah. <laughs> is <that> Jonah? <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a whale in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Swedish J. I got to fix all of this now. Um, so Yona is still dealing with her her same illness. 
Um, 13 years, 100 years have gone by, but these two people are still the same. So uh, it opens up and you have to go see Popola, who's up in the library. Um, you make this trip a lot. Uh, did anybody find uh, that maybe it was too many? Matt, what did you think about the trips to and from the library? Uh, I mean, isn't there a library in like every RPG? Yeah, like fair symbolically, enough. you know, it's like you got to go somewhere to talk to the guy, to get the stuff, to do the thing, to go to the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's video right. games. So. This is the in <laughs> of, of, of every other RPG. You're right. Um, this is what progresses the story is going to and from this library. Um, I know this bugged a lot of people. Uh, I just sort of got used to it, I guess you could say. Um, but you do do it a lot. <laughs> I do think yeah. it was worse, though, in the beginning half of the game, though. Where it, it definitely seems, I know Ramvox said it, where you, you, you know, they tell you to go, you know, talk to Popola. Yeah. And then she says, go see your daughter. And then her daughter, your daughter says, go see Popola. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it happens like that. Yeah, that's where it, it seems like it, for me. Yeah. It seems like that very much in the beginning, but it seems to lessen in the second half of the game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so we should say Popola is kind of like the leader of this town. She has what I thought was a twin sister. Uh, Devila. Are they described as twin sisters in the game? I can't remember at this moment. It, it's I think more so. sisterly, I think it is. I yeah, like twin sister, so. right? Okay, yeah. or just sister. Okay. But yeah, so they kind of run the town. Popola is kind of like the mayor, I guess you could say. Um, and she hires Nier to do these odd jobs, and that's kind of his role in the town. Um, so one of his jobs is to... Uh, well, he's trying to save Yona, as we know. And there is some... What is the herbs that they have in this lost shrine? So he's going to try and find some. Um, and this is where he bumps into one of the main characters, which is actually a flying, talking, um, kind of arrogant book. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to describe him. Um, and his name is Vice. Uh, why don't, uh, Ryan, why don't you explain who Vice is to us? Uh, from what I can tell out of it, I'm even not the best person to describe this book, but. Well, I got it's just a very snarky book that's been locked away in that uh, lost shrine chamber for since I guess the uh, I don't know how long he's been I can't remember how long he's been locked yeah. up in there. Long uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but he seems to not remember too much of what happened to him in the past either. Uh, um, I'm sorry, like this is like it's it's a little tricky with this with <laughs> this game tricky. basically. I know, I know. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of that. Don't worry about it. So um, if someone can help me out here, basically, sure. I would appreciate it. Liam, why don't you give us a brief rundown of who Vice is? Uh, Grimoire Vice is one of two books. The other being Grimoire Noir, which you'll right. know. Right. Yes, Grimoire. Sorry, it's very difficult to say Near and Noir, even though we know <laughs> that the Neo version of the book isn't actually part of the game. It's, right. <laughs> it, it's been written by the creators, but Grimoire Noir is is basically it's good in the good book and the bad book. And basically, yeah. you, you find Grimoire Vice, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's typical English man talks very much like this, <laughs> very yeah. typical English humor." And it's like, we have okay. the show today. It's amazing. <laughs> the uh, book has a chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Chris Eubank for all you boxing fans out there. <laughs> I'm so sure tumbleweed. Insert tumbleweed. But uh, you get handed Grimoire Vice, and he's a very cocky and arrogant little person. Book person. Yeah. 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 It's very difficult. All I know is that he's got a rival who is your enemy that you find out later on in the game, which I don't want to spoil because we're not that no, far in yet. 
But it's very convoluted and... The bad thing about it is he has the ability to punch things with his red fists and his red talons and all this, that, and the other. And right. And that's, yeah. That's kind magic. of his biggest his purpose. Yeah, he, he gives Nier the ability to use magic attacks is, is essentially what it comes down to for Nier. Um, other than being his companion throughout the entire game, he also enables him to, to do a lot of these really cool magic attacks. Um, and as you may have noticed... This game is complicated. <laughs> like the story is deep and complicated and it's very mysterious. And as we try to discuss this and explain it, it it, it just shows how, t- how convoluted it really is. Um, so if you're confused, that's part of the game. So <laughs> please feel free to go play it because <laughs> it is confusing. Okay, so. You get Grimoire Vice, and he sort of flies around you. He's like, think of a parrot, but it's a book. And he's just going to, he's always around you. And, and he's making, uh, you know, witty comments. And snarky remarks. And... Yeah, very snarky. So, yeah, you get Vice, um, and you discover that there are these sealed verses that uh, are locked inside of him that you can sort of unlock by destroying these very large shades, which are the enemies that you're create, are fighting. Um, and you and you find out if you get all if you unlock all these you might be able to help your daughter out. So Popla and uh, helps you by trying to find uh, these giant shades, and she sets you off on all these tasks to to kill these creatures. Um, and that's when you get sent to the Airy, which is um, a village where you meet another character. Uh, Matt, why don't you describe uh, Kaine to us? Oh, Kaine, Kaine's like. <laughs> Because that's the first thing you hear when you boot up the game. That's it's, right. It's the best boot up. It's just her like <laughs> screaming at Grimoire Vice. Vice, you dumbass! And just like <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's such so a great opening. When you turn the game on, that's the first thing you hear. That's the opening. Is her yeah. freaking out at Vice. <laughs> um, she is an interesting looking. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, very PC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, a, a one who carries the impossible appearance of a lady, but they kind of make you wonder maybe oh, yeah. she's she's not. And yeah, yeah, is in considerable amount of well lack of clothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love these awkward pauses here. It's it's I don't know if it's timed or whether it's intentional but <laughs> are, are you seeking something for the, for the second half of the game like a reveal for the second half of the game here oh i think she's revealed plenty uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's basically a uh somewhat naked angry anime lady with yeah. superpowers <laughs> is the best yeah. way to put it i think you summed her up she's she's vulgar she's got like a really vulgar um repertoire i guess you could say and uh yeah she's tough she's tough she doesn't wear much and uh she becomes one of your uh companions um minotaur what did you think of kaine when you first met her uh man pretty much the same thing it like like matt said it's like as soon as i booted up the game i was like what in the heck's going on like (laughs) this is gonna be a weird game wow you just uh, summed it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and uh yeah, no, I thought she was great, especially uh, when you get into the second ending, you learn a whole lot more about her backstory, and yeah, uh, I like the banter between her and Vice as well. Yeah, definitely. A lot of banter between those two. When you have such strong personalities working together, yeah, it definitely shows in this game. The dialogue is just so well done. So well done. 
I just like that Vice, like, he doesn't have any comebacks. Like, she's yeah. just throwing yeah. out, like, all sorts of customers, like, mm, you hussy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that pretty much sums them, those two up, actually. He calls her a hussy. She says she's going to, um, anyway. <laughs> like the pages out. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you head over to this village. It's the it's the airy village. It's kind of weird. Everybody's locked inside of their houses. Um, you're there looking for the chief, but nobody wants to talk to you. It's just a strange place. And you end up coming back here later, and we'll get to it then. So you leave there. Um, you go off, and you're you're killing more shades and stuff. And eventually, you end up going to this mansion. Somebody writes a letter to your daughter. Um, Nier thinks it's somebody who is in love with his daughter. So he goes to check it out, make sure he's on the up and up, you know? <laughs> so he goes to this place in his house and this is a meal. This is a, you go into this mansion and it looks like the Spencer mansion from, from Resident Evil, I thought. Um, and the game kind of switches into like this weird survival horror mode where you can't control the camera. It's, it's fixed camera and you're walking around this mansion. It's kind of spooky. Um, what did uh, Ryan, what did you think about this mansion? Well, it's all black and white and everything too. There's nothing in color when you come into this place. It's uh, you you hit it, you know, the nail, you know, on the head of the nail right there, where it, it is very reminiscent of the Resident Evil One uh, mansion, uh, where it resembles a lot of it too. Even like the you know the kind of the outside kind of I don't know kind of reminds me of a little bit of it. Um, yeah, you're you're right. And, uh, and I thought the same, that's what I was thinking when I went into it. And I was like, is, is this going to turn now into a survival horror for a bit? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty creepy. But yeah. And then, uh, so you go through that. You meet Emil. Uh, and now he joins your party temporarily at this point. Does he? It's all I can't, out. I can't remember because I think you, you, you just meet him at this point, right? I mean, yeah. does, does he no, take I, a I, think, I know. I think he follows Sorry. you around a little bit and helps in he combat and that stuff. He does for a bit. Does he leave the... The mansion with you though or do you get him late you get him later after you get him later that's right okay so anyway he um he ends up becoming my character later on but this is your first time you meet him um there's also another place in the desert where you travel to and it's facade and this is where you meet uh, fira um and the prince of facade oh my gosh there's so much to cover here <laughs> 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 this is so hard um facade is a weird place it's all based on rules um, they all live by these real, really weird rules. Um, yeah. So then you go from there, uh, and then the Shadow Lord appears. Um, well, uh, well, they all wear masks too. At, uh, yes, that's yes. kind of their thing there too. Yeah, you never see their faces. They all wear masks. Um, yeah, it's a weird little place. It's it's very interesting. It's really hard to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. But you'll uh, you'll definitely remember the place once you've been there for sure. For sure, when you play it's like. Game. If MC Escher tried to make Egypt, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. There's stairs going weird places. Yeah, you take a sand river everywhere you need to go. <laughs> yep, I love river. that. I love that bit in the game. Did oh anyone else take the full tour and keep going? Yes, <laughs> it goes yeah, on for a while. <laughs> on the first play, on the first play too. Yes. Uh, yeah. After that, I was just skipping because I didn't need to see it anymore. <laughs> yes, same here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I took it for the first tour, and I never went on it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was me. I liked running around and jumping over things, I guess. But yeah, so a weird little town. You meet the prince, meet Fira. Um, yeah, you end up coming back here later, but that's it for now. 
Um, next up, the Shadow Lord shows up. Uh, Liam, would you describe the Shadow Lord to us, please? The Shadow... Wow, this is the most... I wish you wouldn't have put this on me, because the Shadow Lord, I still <laughs> cannot comprehend yeah. what's going on. It is he is protecting weird. Yona from you? Are you trying to protect Yona from him? <laughs> is he Yona in an alternate reality, and is he the person that you played as in the beginning? Oh, boy. Let's get you know, there's, there's so many... <laughs> But the thing, I just want to go back to where you said about uh, Emil and Yona. I don't think this game is that messed up that we need a preteen romance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think... And it, 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 it almost did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was on the verge. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but Shadow Lord. I, I so, don't yeah. know what the whole idea of he was in there. It was... Okay, so the Shadow Lord. Um, he shows up. He is... Well, he just looks evil. He's controlling all the shades. You find out, um, as far as you, and he has grimoire um, noir, which, which you now realize is the opposite to Vice. They try to get Vice to join with Noir, um, but they don't know why. And Vice is like, "No, I'm not going with you," kind of thing. And then you you fight the Shadow Lord off, but he kidnaps your daughter, um, takes your daughter off, and that uh, a huge shade comes up. Kaine ends up having to sacrifice herself. She gets turned into stone. Um, to lock this creature into the basement of the library. By Emil. Yeah, by Emil, who can. What you? Well, did you discuss that? Did you discuss he's got you know the stone eyes? No, I was just want to say who can freeze yeah. people with his eyes like Medusa. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of got the Cyclops thing going on where he can't you know yeah. he can't look at anything. He has to keep his eyes covered because if he turns you know if he looks at you everything turns to stone. That's right. Which explains the mansion that he lives in is why it's everything's black and white. Right, and there's a bunch of people who are stoned, which you then find mm. out as well. Um, yeah, wow, there is a lot to cover here. I'm just trying to burn through this story so that we can discuss the mm. actual gameplay. Um, but I don't know if anybody could follow this. <laughs> yeah, the kid turns the Connie to stone because he has eyes that turn things to stone. It's like, oh my god, really? But it all it makes sense when you're playing. <laughs> yeah. I gotta ask. If is during like they give you a choice at the turning Kaine to stone, if you choose not turning her to stone, is it just like game over? No, it's I actually said no because I didn't want to turn her to stone, and it says you have no choice. She like it, she refuses like the rejection or something that uh, Emil does. Uh, so you basically only have one option despite having two. Okay. Well, I was wondering about that to be honest. It, it's trying to check your morality and see how you would effectively. <laughs> And the thing is, when she actually got turned into stone, it reminded me so much of Han Solo being turned into carbonite. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's even got that imprint in the stone. Yeah, it does look like Han Solo. Yeah. So if you need a visual, everybody listening, that is what it is. All right. So, yeah, so the Shadow Lord looks evil. Um, he does look kind of like Nier, and this is the first time that you see him. Um, so you start to question who he is. Um, so, yeah. After that, five years go by. Um, you go and get Emil. Uh, Emil discovers who he, he, how he became to get those stone eyes. He ends up merging with his sister um, and turns into this weird, really magical creature, but looks really weird, like a like a skeleton puppet, I guess. I don't even know how to describe it. With a, uh, a ball with a giant smiley face. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a ball with a giant skeletal face. It's really strange. And he can float as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. he floats around. He can do a lot. <laughs> Things don't turn to stone when he looks at them now. At least, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> well, 
his sister has that same face, uh, but once he merges with her, I, I don't understand why he doesn't become big because she's like a giant. Yeah. But uh, he becomes, you know, just like a tiny skeleton boy. I guess I don't know with a with a what do you call it, like a poncho on. Yeah, a poncho. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's just a skeleton boy with a poncho and a ball head. He needs a fedora as well. Be like, underlay, underlay. <laughs> I don't know what a podcast this is. This. <laughs> <laughs> Mexican. Oh, okay, so that um, pretty much concludes the first half of the game. You then release Kaine from her stone prison um, with Emil's new powers. Um, you defeat the shade that she had locked away, and now you go and you're going to save um, Yona. So you go through all the same levels you did before, which we will discuss in a minute, um, and you get to the Shadow Lord's castle. You show up to the castle, and this is when you discover Devola and Popola, who, um, like I said before, were the leaders of that town, were actually androids. I <laughs> 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 can't believe how, how strange this sounds when you say it. Do um, can, sorry to interrupt, but do they actually say they're androids anywhere? Because I never caught that until I looked at this, like, you know, like background um, of it because you know there's more in depth when you look online for it i mean they, i don't remember them saying it at any, at any point but they kind of allude to it but you get these files at the end there and you have to actually go into your inventory to read them mm-hmm. and it kind of gives more of a background as to who they are mm-hmm. um but just to quickly describe it they are two androids who are there to watch over the replicant <laughs> Oh boy. Um, Maddie, why don't you explain what Devil and Popola are doing? Okay, uh, Devil and Popola are. This isn't going to be confusing at all, so I just want to let you know. Uh, He's on Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to. Cause it's just hard to. Yeah. They don't say that they're androids directly in the gameplay. It does oh, say, yeah. like, they don't have a soul and they don't right. have a choice of what they're doing and leave it at that. Right. Um,. They don't yeah, like, I don't know why they're the leaders of the town, but yeah, you were. Yeah, I don't know why either. Alluding <laughs> to like, like the replicants, or I think they're called like the Gestalts in the English version. Uh, I think Gestalt is the process of being without the sh- your soul. The humans. Yeah. Are, I don't know. Spoiler. There, there is repli- replicants <laughs> and Gestalt. Gestalt, I think, is the process of of taking your soul out. And, oh, uh, well, either know. way, <laughs> not confusing at all. As it turns out, all the humans aren't actually humans and have had their souls ripped out. Right. <laughs> right. These two androids have been keeping tabs on things. Right. So all the people that you've been running around talking to are replicants. They are these empty shells created for people who have their souls taken out because their bodies are all dying. There's this horrible disease. Um, in fact, at the opening of the game, the white snow that you think is snow is actually people. Like they, they turn into salt essentially, and that is all just salt um, from all these people who have died from this horrible disease. Um, so they figure back in 2049 or whatever it was, the best way to cure it is to take people's souls out of them, let the disease run its course until they can figure out a way to get rid of it, and then put their souls into these new bodies that they've created. Um, that is who near that's why near and yona look the same 1300 years later it's because it's their replicants um it's their copies 
Um, but over time, the replicants have sort of developed their own consciousness and they've become self-aware. This is so crazy. Okay, so is anybody still there? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm just listening because I'm, I'm trying to figure this out myself, so I'm listening oh, to you okay. explain this a little bit more. Okay, just okay. Just reading so. the outline, though, dudes, we've completely missed a load of I know, we, we're <laughs> going to go back. We're going to go back. <laughs> okay, okay, so... So Devila and Popola are there to watch over the, the replicants until the souls are ready to go back into their bodies. So they they don't get the disease because they're androids, and that's their whole purpose is to, to set it up so that they can all return back to their bodies. So you discover this, and then you uh, you have to kill them because they're not going to let you through. Um, so you kill them, and then you go in, you fight the Shadow Lord who I believe this is when you find out. I thought he was near. Like, I think that's near from 1,300 years ago. Um, it is, I thought. Right? That's, I, that's my understanding of it. Okay, too, yeah. so he is Then it gets near. explained later on. Yeah, so he is near. And there aren't that many people that ugly. Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, especially in this universe. Um, so uh, the Shadow Lord is trying to take Yona, or that's why he took Yona, because it's actually his daughter's replicant body. He's trying to put her back into her, into her actual uh, flesh instead of just being a shade or a uh, soul. Um, whereas Nier still has his... Nier, the replicant Nier still has his body and uh, the Shadow Lord, which is actually Nier's soul, is trying to take his body back from Nier. Um, so anyway, you end up killing the Shadow Lord and you get your daughter back and that is the first ending. Um, that is your first playthrough throughout the game. Uh, it's uh, what did you, Liam or yeah Liam? What did you think about the first ending? I thought that there was more questions to be answered. Because mm -hmm, why were these two people who were supposed to be trying to help you, you know, turning on you when you needed them the most? Let yes. me through, you Android mobile phone USB user people. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it yeah, there was a lot more. I'm glad that there was two extra endings, C and D, but yeah. it felt incomplete is the best way to describe it. It really did. My first time through, I was like, yeah, that was okay. It was good. I still had a ton of questions, and I thought to myself, if they don't get answered, I don't really, I don't know if I loved the game. I liked it at that point, but I didn't love it yet, um, and it wasn't until further playthroughs that I really got that. Minotaur, what did you think about the first ending? Did you feel complete? Felt semi-complete. There were still a lot of questions, like you said, that still needed to be answered. Like, yes. I, I read the documents when I got them, like at the end there, and it kind of explained a little bit. Kind but of, yeah. yeah, but I was like, oh, thank God, there's more endings because there needs to be more explained here. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think everybody uh, kind of had the same thing. Ryan, what did you think about the first ending? Um, it seemed like it was just like a, a very watered down, you're going to hear me say this a lot probably in this podcast, it seemed like it was kind of like a watered down Zelda 3D game, uh, yeah. where it was just basically, alright, these guys are the bad guys, go kill them, basically, if you, you know, Nier, or, yeah, Nier is Link, and whatever, the Shadow Lord is Ganon, and you gotta go get your daughter, which is like Zelda, it's very, you know, like, these are, this is the object of what you need to do. Um, it doesn't, you know, it, but it doesn't explain it much, it seems like there's like story removed on the first playthrough, so it's it's very, very basic. And on the first playthrough, it was it was fine. It was fun to play with, I guess, but like, you know, for a story aspect, I didn't see why it was so great, you know, at the moment, because it seemed very held back on the first playthrough. You're right. It was it was almost purposely vague. And at the moment I thought, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they 
give it all at once and, and grasp people. Why would people keep playing? Um, but I did. So I guess it proved that, that they made the right choice. But I wonder how many people lost or gave up halfway through that or, or just even at the end of that first playthrough and thought, okay, whatever, this wasn't so great. Um, I wonder about that. Uh, Matt, what did, what did you think about the first playthrough? I mean, I was satisfied, but it, yeah, it's very incomplete. Um, I do want to say, though, for anyone who's been listening who didn't play the game, the story is told a lot. It's not just like, and then the androids, and then yeah. the soul life. No. <laughs> Suddenly <Yeah>. robots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a lot more compelling than we're making. It so is. I feel so bad. I know. It's like androids and robots and fishing. <laughs> fishing. Fishing. We never got oh. to the uh, like giant dog demon with the testicle chin and oh yes <laughs> we do need to talk about testicle chin for sure but we're gonna get into name, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hook is it hook i don't even remember yeah i um, think it is but yeah we're definitely gonna get into all the big chains for sure is, is it testicle chin or is it boobs because yeah it's a little i remember both. Uh, buried on Mars. I remember his his original review or some uh, states it as asking if it's boobs or not. So. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I guess now we know what we have our answer. It's both. <laughs> okay. Science. So uh, I just wanted to sort of get the story out there. It's very convoluted. Um, definitely check it out. If any of this seems compelling to you, trust me, it's not all that spoiled yet. There's still a lot more coming. Um, definitely go and check it out. Um, I thought yeah. half of the best part of the story was just the character interactions, like in between after each story event when they talk it, like while you're moving around and stuff. Oh, definitely. the 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 narrative is is amazing. It's very well written. Um, you definitely learn to uh, appreciate the characters. And the second playthrough, its purpose is to sort of make you more attached. Um, and it does a great job of it, and not just to the characters, but to the actual world itself. Um. Yeah. So what do you guys want to do now? Do you want to talk about the second playthrough or do you want to talk more a bit about the gameplay first? I don't know. <laughs> um, how, how about the, I guess the second playthrough, I guess, right? Because okay. that's when it starts to get more in depth in the game. It does. So. It really does. Okay. So, yeah. Because the way we've been talking, it just seems like it's a big, long story and it, it, it is good, but there's, it's gameplay the entire way through. Um, and we haven't got to that yet. On the first so. playthrough, it's very, very one-sided. I mean, you know, I said it before, but you, you basically, you're only seeing it, I guess, from the perspective of Nier himself, really. Right. You only, really, you know, even, like, your friends, you really don't know, uh, at least my interpretation, of, like, you're not really knowing too much about Kaime or Emil, really, even, or Grimoire Noir. I'm sorry, I don't know. What Grimoire White, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's very much from the perspective of him, at least my interpretation. Uh, no, that's exactly that was a very right. first playthrough. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just mercenary, his, isn't it? Yeah, it's his mm. blind devotion of, of trying to save his daughter. And it's through his eyes that you experience this entire world. Um, the second playthrough... It's that all changes. More, it all changes. You see, you learn a lot more about Kaine. It, it starts out with a lot of her backstory. Um, who would like to describe sort of that her backstory? Um, I'll, I'll, Liam, you want to do it? You know a lot about Kaine. 
Well, going back to testicle chin and oops. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't give it away already, then I don't need to discuss it any further. (laughs) Our poor listeners have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Her storyline is basically she's been possessed by a shade called Tyrant. And Tyrant's telling her to do all these different things because as a child she was banished for reasons that we are led to believe is that she is some sort of freak. But the game doesn't actually allude to anything until later on in the game. And even then, you've got to read that we've been talking about the Grimoire Near, which is the ending E, which has been written by the company, which has been translated over here. Look it up. It's a pretty good read. But her story gripped me the most because even though she wants to do the right thing, the shade is preventing her from doing it. And very much so, it's a case of when the time does come for Kane, and we'll discuss her her ending later on, yep. it, it's very, very much where I welled up, whereas she had no choice in what she was doing because she was possessed by this evil demonic shade. Yes. And yeah. I don't know if you want to do the big reveal yet. Um, you know what? Do it! Why not? <laughs> I feel bad because for, for anybody who hasn't played this, please go play this. Yes, um, it's so good, and we cannot do it justice here within the short amount of time. Um, we can try and help you understand it. This is more something to listen to after you've already played it, in my opinion. Yes, um, but yeah, we're about to reveal something that it doesn't even really explain in the game. It sort of alludes to it, but it doesn't say it until you read Grimoire Near, which. You could have to read the fan translation online because it didn't even come out over here. So yeah, go ahead, Liam. Explain uh, explain who Kaine is to us. Well, the, the reason why she was a freak is because she was born with both genders. You know, the right. genitals of both a male and a female. Right. So our dear Kaine turned out to be a, a hermaphrodite. That's right. And that's why she was teased as a child. She was ostracized from her, from her village. Um, her family were killed at a very young age or died at a very young age. So she really didn't have anybody except for her grandmother. And which is Uh, why obviously she was so vulnerable when the shade took over her. That's right. So you learn all this when you first start up your second playthrough. Um, and it explains a lot more backstory. Um, and because of this possession, um, you, from this point on, you start back when, the game, when after you beat the game, it resets back to when Kaine is first being released from her stone, um, from stone prison where she was imprisoned in stone. Um, and from that point on, you then get to hear from the side of the shades as well. Because of the shade possessed in Kaine, you sort of get an inside scoop as to the things that you're killing, um, which flushes out a lot more stuff. So we'll talk a bit about that now. Um, yeah. Also, a massive, massive hat tip to Laura Bailey for voicing her as well. Oh my gosh, amazing, amazing. I know she's got many, many different characters under her belt, but I think this this was the best one that she's ever done. Definitely. Actually, everybody, all the narration, all the uh, voiceover in this game, very brilliant, very well done. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the second playthrough. The second playthrough, you get to see things... A little more three-dimensionally. Um, you're encountering creature. Let's talk a bit about... Oh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. 
Do you want to just right. go by town by town or something? Because at least the, Let's do I, would, I think that's the best way, I guess, for because even the bosses have their side of the story exactly. on the second playthrough. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what I want to get at for sure. Um, let's talk about the first. Let's go back to the Lost Shrine then. Um, the Lost Shrine. This is where you. This is where you first got Grimoire Vice, and now you're going back um, because you're trying to find a way to get to the Shadow Lord's Castle. Uh, this is when you encounter Hansel and Gretel again, which was two shades you fought originally. Um, and, but this time you get to sort of see from their perspective. Uh, does anybody remember what how this went? Or does anybody like to discuss it? Like, I do like how they, the way they do it is, you know, as you go through the dungeon, it just suddenly will have, like, a clip of them just kind of living their lives and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you have, I forget which one, one of, because you fight the two at the beginning, I forget which one of them dies. Is it Hansel that dies? Ah, that's a good question. Or is it Coretta mm-hmm. that dies? Well, either way, like, one of them stats so you're seeing them in, like, the dungeon is, like, Ah, uh, what's the point? It's like Gretel's dead. The book yeah. has been stolen. Like he doesn't have a purpose, which yeah. I didn't really get. Like, because you know, you don't. This is the first time you see it, so I didn't know how depressing things were going to get. And then eventually, <laughs> you start seeing him like they're uh, sort of these like misfit shades that are like not created correctly or something. They don't entirely right. go into. It. Basically, they're they're just some sort of like broken, messed up shades, yeah. and he's like sort of. You know, you guys are, I forget what he calls them, but basically doesn't want to have anything to do with them. And over time, they make friends. I guess this takes place over, like, the five-year gap. Mm. So then when you come, suddenly you come in, you fight the boss, and in the first part, you're just like, oh, man, he came back, and he's all powered up. But then this time, he's like, while you're fighting him, it's like, stay away from my friends, because you've been murdering his buddies this whole time. And it's just, it's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It is sad. And the first time through, you don't get to see any of that. Um, and now you realize he's just trying to defend his little buddies, you know? <laughs> like, man, yeah. Nier's like a freaking murderer. He's been killing so many dudes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And we know as the player that these shades are, are souls of other, other human beings that have been taken out and went through this gestalt process. And uh, uh, But Nier doesn't know that, so he's just... You know, he has to kill them. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Oh, it's it gets deep. It gets deep. Um, but yeah, that's Hansel and Gretel. Um, what well, was another one that stood out to you guys? Well, let's say right after this, when you first you know see the shade come out of Kaime also too after because she gets struck in the heart uh, by one of the Hansel or Gretel's weapons, and uh, whenever she I think gets injured or dies, the shade takes over her body, yes, possesses her. Right. So you have no yes. choice but to fight her. But what a great guess, scene that was, too, eh? I think Emil's the only one who can... I don't know, can he change her back? Or, you know, I just... I can't remember exactly how that is, basically. Isn't it to do with the sunlight? Isn't it if she gets in the way of sunlight that the shade takes over? Or am I getting this confused or something else? I thought, sure. the sunlight I, thought hurt, I thought the sunlight hurts them, at least, right? Because yes. that's how you can only yeah. hurt those other shades. Here's know. the thing about Kaine is she needs the shade. Like the shade, she was dead. She was dying. This shade sort of helped regenerate her in order to try and take over her body. Um, so they sort of have this balance where they kind of both need each other. She's almost dying again. The shade saves her to take over again. Um, but I think it was a meal that helped her get her control back. Uh, but I'm not 100 on that. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Well, he, he gave her a reason to live again. That's right. That's right. So maybe that's why. 
you know, she was able to to fight off the shade again. But when she turns shade, that was so cool. It was definitely a good fight, a good fight. Um, yeah, what are some of the other bosses that uh, that stood out to... Liam, what's another boss? Speaking in the same area, when the pig or boar chases you up the stairs. Oh, yeah, that's... Um, that's that's the lost... Yeah, you pass through and you're in the Shadow Lords area, yes. right? Yeah, and yeah. then your all your little facade homies come along and they start cutting him for you, and it's like you, <laughs> yeah. you, you go on. We can deal with him. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Rambo. It's like I got my homies with me, and I'm just gonna go in with my my weapon. I'm gonna yeah. cut some shades. And your first time through, it's just like oh, it's just a boar, but. Really, it it's it finds it turns out it's like a mother protecting her her shade kids or something like that. Yes, um, and that's why he keeps coming back to life because it's just the shade, one of the children taking over the boar's body again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you find that out, that's that's pretty sad. <laughs> the first time it chased me up the stairs, I was like, "This is nice. What am I supposed to do?" Before I know it, it went straight through me. Like, that's okay. yeah. me <laughs> so many times. I, I had to think like fifteen times trying oh, to get up those too. stairs. Me too. I kept thinking there's going to be a weapon in one of these crates and I need to get it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the just most hilarious it. thing yeah. was Emil's just floating past you. It's like, come on, let's go. He's yeah. just floating <laughs> and out of the spiral. It's like, dude, yeah. I've got legs. Yeah, pick me up, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what other one stood out? P33, the robot stood out to me. Ah. Uh, oh. Matt. Just launch talks put that one, Maddie. Just you had to go there, didn't cry, you? and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was sad. It was sad. That was so sad. So, oh. why don't you describe first what, your first encounter with him, and then the second encounter? Well, the super the first encounter, it's just like it's just uh, a machine with a stupid little like empty shade on top, and I'm like, yeah. you little jerk. <laughs> it's just like any of the small ones that you could just wipe out with like a hit. I'm like, right. take this robot out, just get rid of this stupid little garbage shade. <laughs> and then the second round comes yeah. and it's like, you see the little shade and it's like what turned out to be its mother. And like, this is a baby shade and yeah. you hear other shades getting slaughtered in the other room. And the mother's like it's crying and making these like high pitched squealy sounds. Yep. And, like the mother runs in to sacrifice herself to save the baby. It's, it's so like a Leroy sad. Jenkins moment, isn't it? Leroy it is. Jenkins. <laughs> it is, but it's sad. Yeah. And then like uh, yeah, so the baby ends up meeting this giant robot, yep. and they become buddies. And it yeah. teaches the robot how to love. Because <laughs> 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 it's a real boy. Um, <laughs> oh, it was sad. It was sad. That was that was one of the sadder ones for sure. And then you're beating on that robot, and it's like, Mister Beepy, no. It's like, oh no. Oh. And the robot like right. becomes an angel by force of will or something. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yep. He's like, you, 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 you can't beat me, 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 and then it faced the black, and it's like, what have I done? Yep, I'm a monster. Yeah. Well, on the first playthrough too of that, basically, you're you know presented that that thing's a monster because the one brother, the older brother who crafts weapons for you, dies, which is assumed that the BP kills kills the older brother in front of the younger brother, but on the second playthrough, you find that 
it's because they made the noise and the walls collapsed or something on the other brother as he saved the younger brother. And that's in the shadows you see Beepy in the, the freak shade, I guess, if you will, or the baby shade. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And and you're like, because at first you thought you're defending this child now. You're, you're avenging his brother's death. But then it ended up being, no, you're just a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Does Nia do anything right in that game only? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. And speaking of sad, there was another really sad one that got me. And that was the wolf. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That oh, one, yeah. That was tough. <laughs> that one tough. Why don't you explain the wolf uh, boss to us, Ryan? Uh, from what I've seen, his name is Rock. Uh, at least from what I'm seeing online here. Uh, but the, the original story for him on the first playthrough is that he slaughters um, Freya, Fira uh, yeah. on uh, the wedding day in that uh, the Masks village. Uh, she's becoming the queen of this of this town, and uh, Rock absolutely just slaughters her after after they say their I do's, you know. Yep. And you have to go, and then uh, the king wants his revenge, so you go and slaughter this wolf pack, and you know Rock, the leader of the pack, on the second playthrough. Is presented to you as uh, the wolves kind of don't like the humans because they destroyed um, the forest. It's kind of a desert now because of the that masked village town. Yep. Uh, but Rock, who is the leader of this wolf pack, says, "No, don't let you know. Don't attack them. We can get along with these humans despite what they did. Don't do anything." And uh, the day before that wedding, uh, the the wolf pack is out on an adventure hunt or something, uh, and the king, I believe, orders the, the the guards to go slaughter the wolves to prevent anything bad from happening. Right, right. And, and they set when a trap the for them, yeah. And when the wolves come back, uh, what's it called? They're you know they see their brothers and whatever their family all just completely slaughtered. So they want the revenge, and there's nothing Rock can do it about it anymore. So they you know they plan this ambush at the wedding basically to get the revenge. And they know they're basically Rock. I think knows that they're in coming. You know the humans are going to want the revenge. So, you know, he's like, well, do we run away or do we, you know, go out like warriors, basically, and yeah. the wolves want to die, you know, like, you know, with honor. So uh, on the second playthrough, you find why he was so uh, reluctant to, you know, be against the humans is because he originally had a human master, which he referred to as his father. And his father let him go because he was dying of old age. And he's like, you have plenty of life left to live enjoy what you have left to live, you know, have a great life. You know, I had mine. So like on his like dying breath, basically, you know, I think he sees his father or something in heaven. So it's yeah. like one of those moments yeah. where it's just, like that. It, it was, it was, it's, it's tough. If you're a dog lover, it's really like, a, it's like, Oh, a, it was tough. <laughs> I was <laughs> choked. <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I was, you know, good in the quivery chin basically on that one. You know, it was, it was a rough one basically right there. It was, it was. Oh, so much depth on that second playthrough. It's it's unreal. Um, Matt, what did you or yeah, Matt, what did you think about the wolf? Oh, the wolf. Cause like, man, that first playthrough, I hated that stupid wolf. Like, me too. Me too. Cause that was the thing. Like, uh, in the first one, yeah, like, cause we haven't talked about like fear. Was like the outsider peasant girl who had hard times was, was appreciative anyway. And then she grows up to end up marrying the king just to be murdered on her wedding day. And I'm like, yep. I was like, this wolf has got to go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it yeah, it really makes you, it's all one sided that first playthrough. Uh, and then they, they pull the rug over money. That's so good. Yeah. Cause like, I love dogs too. And they're just like, 
chucking spears off a cliff at those wolves like that aren't doing anything and i'm just yeah. like but Pete. i still like you don't kill somebody on their wedding day i still like <laughs> rock had to go <laughs> like, yeah. you still gotta kill them yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that part where that old man's like looking at him and he's like in, in the i don't know if it's in heaven or his dreams he's like thank you for being my friend and i'm like oh no <laughs> I, I, my interpretation is it's a flashback to like when he was young like you see his life before his eyes you know before he dies but yeah you know in his dying breath well he says even right before too he's like what have we done to deserve this basically you know when the king kills him and what a sad line that was too <laughs> but then like i like he says i believe he says like father i see you or something i don't know i can't remember he says something like that something. it's very his like dying words or something like that so yeah Oh, so sad. Um, Minotaur, how far along are you to to this, the end of the second uh, playthrough? I only made it a little bit of the ways in, so now I realize that while the first playthrough is pretty dang tragic, the second playthrough turns it up to like eleven. And <laughs> I know. Like... I was just thinking, like, what was what was Minotaur be thinking? Like, what is what he's about to see? It's like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it is so different, eh? It's crazy. That's uh, Liam. What did you think about the wolf, Liam? I think Rocket Source basically covered it for me, but the, the most compelling thing, which notched it up to 12, was the music. Oh, yeah. During the whole scene, it's very much a case of, you know you want to cry. I know. Let I it know out. If I, if I had that song or not, but I'll put on this one. It, it is that Emil song or something like it that? It is? Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll put that on then. I'll put that on. Here you go. It's it's like, re repent your sins for what you've done in the first playthrough, that child. He was a good dog. He didn't yep. do many things as a boy, But he was loyal. Yep. He was a loyal I think, wolf. Um, I think I read in Grimoire Near that it was actually a dog originally, and then it, his owner gestalted and gave his soul to the dog and turned him into a, like a big wolf or something like that. Uh, something like that. Anyway, it's it's really sad. <laughs> and by the way, the song that's playing in the background right now is like the song. That anytime someone's gonna die in the game, this is the song you're gonna hear, basically. Yeah. So if you hear this, <laughs> yeah. grab a tissue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Run out the room. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> Just turn it off. And yeah. you hear this, people start talking about like friendship and duty, and then somebody yeah. gets off to them. <laughs> 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 Yep, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Were there any other bosses like that that uh, changed that you see more perspective? I thought the BP robot one was kind of like this lot too. Yep. Where you kind of you know you felt like garbage after killing him and hearing this music because BP's like, oh, what camera with that shade's name is or something. He's you know you know talking to BP and BP's you know it's like you know he's dying too and you're hearing this music going on in the background. I know, hey, frig. <laughs> What is wrong with us? <laughs> I just feel terrible. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't think. Was there any other uh, shades like that that you got their perspectives? Mm. I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I can't. maybe maybe this the shadow the shadow boss is kind of like that, or yeah, the, the shadow, shadow lord? lord. Do you do you see more from the shadow lord on the on the second playthrough? You do. Yeah. What do, what do you see differently? I can't even remember. You you uh, it flashes back. Sorry, this is going to be another spoiler right here. Uh, it flashes back to the very beginning of the game where your what's it called your is oh, whatever. Cool. But like then he joins like his daughter in heaven. Basically, he's reunited with her, and he's like, "I failed right. you." And oh, that's man. right. 
he's going hungry and he's like giving her cookies and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She Eat finds this. a cookie and tries to give it to him. It's like, <laughs> I gotta stop this music. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you that oh, music, man. a meal slowly floating yeah. towards, oh, puts oh, him in the bubble. Yeah. And oh, just, yeah. Uh, Sparta! <laughs> well, he's like, just saying, like, I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, for, year, for years, all I could do was destroy. Now I have a chance to save something. You know, he's like, yeah. goodbye, my friends. And then they're like, no! <laughs> yep, that's right. Which, oh. uh, I guess, brings us to the second ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to, uh, you find out that, uh, so... At the end, Emil uh, sacrifices himself um, in order to save everyone. And this is at the first ending as well. In the second ending, you find out that uh, he lives. He uh, he kills himself, but he, he's got a head and he's rolling around in the desert. So, and bouncing. Uh, yeah, it's adorable. Around. It's like <laughs> the most cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> That's the happiest thing in this entire game. Yeah, yeah. a head rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I- does anyone know why he can't float though? On that, I don't know when he comes back to life though, because he just bounces. <laughs> I no, know. he was floating before with a skeleton body, but then he can only float. Or he can only roll or bounce on the second. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I think he lost all of his magic, which allowed him to do everything. You oh, know, like maybe reflect everything, protect the party, and um, this actually reminds me of something else. Did anybody here play the DLC? Yes. Uh, is is he in the DLC? Not that I recall. I think it's just, well, it's basically nine different levels and three different, um, oh, what's the word? It's like a channel, you know, you've got branches, it branches off different ones. Oh, okay, okay. And it's more of a kind of like a gauntlet thing than it is anything to, to oh, do with okay. the game. I was wondering what the DLC was. Um, I was re- reading in Grimoire, um, Near, and, uh, Emil shows up with Kaine in the... Is it called Forest of Myth? Yes, the so. text-based adventure. Yes. We should I talk, loved that. We should, we should talk about that, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Forest of Myth right quick. Um, you go to this town um, throughout your adventure, and everybody's asleep, like you're in this dream world. Um, and then it switches to, like, a text adventure. Minotaur, why don't you explain this uh, sort of sequence to us? So, basically, from what I understand, like, everyone in the village was cursed, and they're all living out their lives in, like, a dream world. And what you have to do is enter each person's dream and basically, like, pull them out of it, so to speak. So, all of a sudden, the game goes from, like, this action RPG into, like, Zork, or, like, a text-based adventure. Zork, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, you got to pull each person out, and it's a little bit different how you pull each person out. Like, the first one was, like, kind of puzzle, like, quiz, like, riddle questions, and another one was more, like, straight text-based adventure of, like, go north, and it's like, oh, you chose poorly, you die now, kind of thing. (laughs) I was so frustrated. Did did anybody here complete that second one? I did. I got it on the second try. Don't you have to, though, to get the the piece, or are you talking about on the second playthrough, or are you talking about something else? Like the first playthrough, when you're trying to release them from their dreams, there's the second uh, villager. He has this dream where you're in like this castle, I guess you would describe it. Um, and there's like all these undead creatures and stuff. Or anyway, I couldn't do it. I was dead. 
And apparently that leads to a really good dream sequence. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. I just did the I mayor don't remember and said that. goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> after after you save the mayor, there's like two other villagers that you can go over to and save. Yes, and um, this is actually, I think, how you get the iron pipe. You get the iron pipe given to you if you don't do this in your second playthrough. But mm -hmm. in the first one, you can get it, which is the weapon you use at the start of the game. Um, you can get it by doing these dreams. Did you get uh, the the iron pipe minotaur? I did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I just <laughs> I think I just got really lucky because the first time I was there's really like no rhyme or reason it seems like to choosing which direction to go. Yeah. I the same <laughs> thing. I was so frustrated with it. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I got pick? lucky. That's awesome. So, did you do the? Um, is it the near dream? Is it do you go into your own dream? Um, to get the iron pipe, I only read about it. I didn't get to do it. I'm trying to think now. I don't know. I don't know well, if I did. I don't know if there's that. If I did that. Okay. I, I thought I, I thought I read that, but I didn't get to do it myself. So I was just curious if anybody here had done it. Well, I remember is touching a tree. Uh, that's the second playthrough. Yeah, that's right? the second yeah, playthrough. That's the second uh, playthrough. I mean, the the first playthrough where everybody's sleeping. Yep. Um. But yeah, so apparently if you do all those, you do get to unlock, uh, it's like, it takes you back to the, like where you are at the start of the game, but you're near and you're just sort of remembering an old dream and you get to relive that um, scene. And if you go back to where uh, Yona was, that's where you can actually find the iron pipe. Um, but if you don't do it your first playthrough, you just get it given to you when you start at the second playthrough. But yeah, so that's a cool little thing to do if you if you missed it. It's also, well, not that part, but the the Forest of Myth I found to be, like, the easiest of anything, because there's no real battle, it's just a text, you know. Yeah, it's so true. Especially just remembering, just yeah. remembering, like, little things here that's in the text, so you can't just skip through it, you actually have to read what's going on, so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, my second playthrough, I was like, oh, I already know the answer, so I burned right through it, and they were different. <laughs> yeah, yeah on, the, on the second playthrough, you have to remember what color her eyes are. Like the girl in the story that they, the, the the dream's telling you, and you have to remember like how many warriors they say because they have, those are the two questions that that's asked of you. Yeah. Uh, in order to get the the key piece that you need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose um, I should have mentioned that everywhere you go in the first half of the game, you end up having to go again in the second half. The second half, it's to get these key pieces to op um, to get the final key to open up to the Shadow Lord's castle. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much is all of it and then your last time through you do all the stuff again except you have to collect every single weapon did anybody have any trouble uh getting all the weapons um do you do you want to talk about that one village that kami is from when you have to go back for the second time yeah definitely the, the, Actually, the big, go ahead. Oh. someone else talk, <laughs> take, take this one for me because okay, it's, it's Maddie, you know. go ahead. <laughs> all right Friday so you go back to the village like well the village that kami is from the airy sends a um letter to Popola that they're like, we stopped being jerks. We swear we want to see you. Um, let's trade goods. And you go, and everyone's still locked in their doors and is not wanting to see you. Yeah. Uh, but there is like a little square of villagers that are selling various goods and things. And there's one guy who like, I forgot what he asks you but then you say, like, yeah, I'm going to kill all the shades. And yeah. then he goes berserk. 
And then you find but out. Isn't, is, sorry, I interrupt. Isn't it like he's because you asked about the letter, and he's like he goes very total recall on this that part where he's like letter or something like that. We just keep <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very much where it's just, you know that part where it's like uh, true weeks. It's very much like the two weeks part in Total Recall where you ask him. I thought it's about the letter, but you could be right about the shade part. I'm tr- I don't I don't remember it exactly. I just remember he does go like bananas, and it turns out like if you're in the second playthrough, he does like. You hear them talk about, like, but that man is going to come. They are going to kill us all. They just refer to him as that man. Yeah. Which is, like, even more so. It's like, man, this guy is, like, a demonic entity, according to the Shades. Like, he yeah. has killed, like... You gotta think, how many have you killed by the end of that? Like, over a thousand. Oh You're just God, wiping God. them off the planet. And these are people. <laughs> yeah, they're people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so... At that point, after the guy goes crazy, you start seeing a lot of the people, if not all of the people, are shades um, that were like in disguise somehow, and they start piling out. So you're f- basically fighting almost the entire town, and there's this one woman that Kaine is about to like kill, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's a shade, you stupid kid. Like, that's my sister, no! <laughs> <laughs> yep. You just kill her anyway, too bad. Uh <laughs> too bad yeah yeah like all of the the shades and end up becoming like a giant ball like a building sized sphere with stuff floating around in it and like an eyeball in the center and you end up having a really crazy fun boss battle all throughout the entire town yeah i like that fight actually at the very end emil's like i'll save you throws a kamehameha at the uh eyeball (laughs) Yeah. loses control and then just blows up the entire town so any innocent people that may have survived gone gone yeah he has a nice cry gone. and it's pretty sad and that music happens again it's pretty sad and then he like he like nukes the town it's yeah. somehow you live you get out of there <laughs> That's what I, I was wondering how he grabbed Kaine and got all the way back to the cliff before yeah, it, like I know. Because <laughs> it was like right in front of him too. Yeah. <laughs> he just took me just took a meal while to charge up or something like that where he just didn't see it. He just you know. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, so that was crazy. The whole town got wiped out, destroyed. Yeah. Pretty sad stuff. But uh they were all crazy and strange anyway. I didn't mind wiping them out. <laughs> Well, I guess I am horrible. Anyway, um, so yeah, moving on then. They After that, you finally get your final piece of uh, a key after you kill the wolf. Um, you go to the Shadow Lord. You do all the same stuff over again. And you get the, what I call the final ending. Um, but there's actually, you have a choice now. All the other times you didn't get a choice. This last one you have a choice. And it will mean whether you get ending C or ending D. Um, yeah, just out of curiosity, Liam, what did you pick your your first time here? I picked alphabetical order. I picked C. Okay. I'm a good boy. But how did like did you know that it was a C and D ending? Like, did you know that if you picked D, you couldn't pick C at that time? Not at the time, no. Okay. So I, I'm very I'm time. very much plain. If it says A, B, C, and D, that's what I do. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't go A, B, and D like some sort of foolish Canadian person. (laughs) (laughs) I I go A, B, C, and D. Okay, well, why don't you explain, like, explain what your choice is. What what do you you have to choose between? 
So, ending C is you go through the Shadow Lord's Castle that we've already talked about, you kill the Hansel and Gretel, you kill the pig boar thing, and you come up to the Shadow Lord. And Tyron, who is possessed Kanye at the present moment in time, is like, there's nothing you can do, I've almost consumed her. Ooh, the only way to stop me is if you kill her. He's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that's the option. You can say, take, okay, I'll kill Take a her. moment to process it. Yep. And as a case, right, so in order to progress with ending C, I have to kill Kane. Mm-hmm. And, the other and option, that's what you do. And what's the other option? You can sacrifice yourself. And Kane, I believe, can go back to normal. Right. So those are your two options. And that's the options. You, know, you have to pick one. If you pick C, what happens, Liam? Explain ending C. Uh, you kill Kane, uh, you kill the shade inside of her, and you get reunited with Yona after killing the Shadow Lord. Yeah, and that's it. And then you go off and they live the rest of their lives. Happily yeah. ever after. All is well. Uh, Matt, did you pick ending D by chance? Actually, I didn't want to... Like, I really like this game, and I did not want to grind out the amount of cash to get all of the rest of the weapons that I need. So I just... Oh gosh, I haven't really? done it. No. <laughs> no I'm blown I, away. I want to... About that. <laughs> I, I want to see the endings, but I just... I don't want to grind. <laughs> yeah. Just... What I did is I pretty much sold my entire inventory, um, but then I had to go and farm those goat meats and mm-hmm. uh, machine oils. And those things can be uh, pretty frustrating to get. Yeah, and getting all the weapons is probably the most frustrating part of the game. Yeah, I've I've never sold anything, so maybe oh, really? I have the cash to do it. Oh my gosh, you have millions! Trust me. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. Trust oh me. man, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make your money, man. You'll, you'll be loaded. <laughs> oh, just level up the weapons that you've currently got. Because yeah. when you go back and find some metal pieces in the desert that you've got to run backwards and forwards over the next eight hours, if you intend to go for a hundred percent, you know, now, it's a pain in the butt. I don't think anybody on this earth would ever one hundred percent this game. <laughs> <laughs> Liam is one of six percent of the players in the entire world to have actually completed this game. A hundred percent. That's impressive. I wish I had a clapping sound clip. Bum, bum, bum. I'll give you this instead. It's just as good. <laughs> I bet you're going to start playing the uh, Mio music again. <laughs> I, I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I'll stick for Hills of Radiant Wind. I don't mind. I can't believe you know the names. Oh my gosh. You definitely 100% of this game. <laughs> but yeah. So I chose ending D. What happens with ending D is a boat. Nine or ten warning screens uh, that you have to click yes through um, that all say, we're going to delete your file. Not only are we going to delete your file, we're going to delete any other files you have regarding to this game on your current hard drive. If you have anything related to Nier, we're going to delete it. Are you sure you want to go through with this? You will be wiped from existence, is how they describe it, um, in order to give Kaine her her life back. Um, And I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to do it. I didn't think they were actually going to delete my file, though. <laughs> oh! <laughs> they're like, choking. Nah. Yeah, they're pulling my leg. Uh, but no, the second you do it, it shows it deleting it from your system. Gone. But weapons are gone, Kane. books gone, quotes are gone. Yes, weapons gone. Stones gone. gone. Yeah, everything's gone. Um, all my files, everything. 
Um, so that hurt a little bit, but, <laughs> but I got to see Kane live. It was good. Um, I was happy with my decision. I kind of wish it would delete it for both. I think that is a decision that you have to stick with. Um, and I think it should delete it for both. That's my opinion. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the entire story. <laughs> so that is the story of Nier. Um, <laughs> It's not until you actually start talking about the story that you realize, like, how crazy this game is. And like, it's so <laughs> crazy, right? I know. <laughs> like, when I'm playing it, I'm like, this is awesome. When I say it out loud, it's like, no one's going to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly robots appear at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're fighting two androids. <laughs> yeah, well, the yeah. thing, well, let's see, maybe we should say, I'm back, guys, sorry. Uh, this, where, where the Popol and Devil, how they talk to you at the very end, where they're like, can you go back now? No? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry yeah. to disappoint. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to take off? That'd be great. Nah, we're good. <laughs> well, there's that, what's called the part where, cause like, you know, like I didn't get that they're androids because there's just, I just thought they were just, you know, working whatever they had their agenda that they're working for. But, uh, yeah. they have that part where like when Devola dies and then Popola freaks out, basically, I wouldn't guess an android to do that, but then again, yeah, I don't exactly. android someone. They lose it. And they, and I think they cry at one point. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, cause she's like, she's cry. like devil, you're bleeding or something too, or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like that I don't know where like... we mix that in, but I think we probably should. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm just going to record and put this in. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your editing powers here? That's right. <laughs> just look at the video that I linked a minute, you know, before um, I think it was Ryan joined us and I told you about Emil, the mask that uh, yes. Yoko Taro wore. Yeah. That That's what he wore. Amazing. I did see that presentation. I, That's before I, I even knew here was. I've Same here. I saw that and I was like, what in the hell is this guy doing? Like, <laughs> all of a sudden it comes out with like a skull mask. Mm-hmm. I, was I was like, oh my god, that's Nier. And then Twitter yeah. were like, who's Nier? Like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> it's Emil! Nier! Yeah. I think oh, there was Nier, like one Nier. person on each continent. So you had Europe, but I had North America. Like, <laughs> oh man, they're making a Nier game. This is yeah. great. Like, <laughs> Yep, four people. It didn't even trend. It was just like, yay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, the only thing I noticed about it is that Platinum was attached to it. So I was like, all right, you have my attention. So, yeah. The thing that was funny to me is like it was like the most boring, bland presentation ever of like very business-like. And then all of a sudden, a man comes out in a skull mask. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah, what just <laughs> yes. happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mask is so cool. Can you order that mask? I don't think so. Oh, It'd roll gosh. around everywhere, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, okay, so now that we've covered pretty much the story of Nier, um, we're about an hour and a half in almost. Um, we're going to talk a bit about the actual gameplay. Um, like we said before, it is an action RPG. It kind of plays like a like a God of War, you could almost say, a hack and slash kind of thing, um, where it's a lot of dodging and, and time-based attacks. It's, it's really reflex heavy for for an rpg um i liked the gameplay itself i never had any problem with it um my main attack was dashing and then attacking uh, i used a spear the entire time after i got access to spears yeah um, and that's me how about uh how about you guys what, what did you use ryan what was your weapon of choice and and did you have any strategies that you used while you played I think on the first playthrough, after I've obtained it, I, I want to say, I think it's on the, the Lost Shrine. I, I think it's the weapon you get right when you just beat Popola and Devola the first time, right when you open the doors and say the phrase. It's called, like, the Dragon Spear, I want to say. I think it is. Oh, yeah. I, I, Dragon, I, Lance. Dragon Lance. Dragoon Lance. Uh, Dragoon Lance. Yeah. Uh, 
That's pretty powerful. But then I think on the second playthrough, someone pointed out to me to use the Phoenix Spear, and that oh, just completely yeah. owns everything in the game. That's my even on spear. level one. Even on level <laughs> one. I level it up to level two, and basically you take out everything in like two swipes, basically. That's it. Level two Phoenix Spear. That's all I used. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm on, this, I'm on the same boat as you. Did you use dash attack a lot, or was I the only one who did that? It just like knocked them over and broke off all their armor. That's like not... the only attack you use. Okay, yeah. good, good. <laughs> how do you thought... how do you do the dash attack? I'm not aware if I did it correctly. It's just, just kinda... R two, like R two to jump out of the way and then just attack. Oh, I just kind of just use the R two to get away and then swipe at him with the square button. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all it is. Right when you're coming out of your dash, you just attack. Oh, great. Um, Liam, what did you use? I used the Phoenix Spear as well, dude. Oh, you can't go wrong. That and the oh. magic of Grimoire Voice. Oh, yes, and we're going to talk about that, too. How about uh, how about you, Minotaur? What did you use? As soon as I got the chance, uh, I briefly tried the two-handed sword, and I was like, nope, going straight <laughs> to the spears for the rest of the game. And it was like, yeah. square, 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 triangle, and just do that over and over <laughs> again until everything dies. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I, I just got to ask something about it, dude. It seems like I'm the only one who played on the 360. Oh, I didn't even think to ask. Yeah. Did anybody else play 360? Nope. nope. Oh, nope. Well, that's good. I mean, we all make mistakes, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it's just Liam. <laughs> 360 best console, repping Barry on Mars, boys. Oh, yeah. I guess somebody had to represent Microsoft here. And yes. uh, you got the achievements. To, oh, wait. What's it called? It's achievements, achievements, right? Yeah, you got the yeah. achievements to back it up. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not some some sort of virus that you can get. They are achievements. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you earned those achievements, man. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Work it. Yeah, man. All right, well, you just brought up uh, the magic attacks. Why don't you tell us some, what, what ones did you use mostly? The punchy ones. <laughs> yeah, the big, the big fist. Yes. Yeah. I honestly did not look at the names of the, the magic attacks as long as it did the job. The Phoenix Spear was all you needed. That's it. It's so it's true. Like, it's like having a... a uh, <laughs> sorry for the sound effects there. That's I was like, perfect. Star Wars heavy there. That was good. <laughs> Even though it's more Castlevania than Star Wars. I think uh, the only two, two names I know are Dark Blast and Dark Lance, and that's because those are the two that I used. Mm. Um, but uh, what about what about you, Rocket Sauce? What did you use? Uh, the Lance one, and what's 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 the one of those, you know, the little, it shoots like the, it's like a continuously little shooter, it's like, yeah, you know, that's that, that blast. one. I think that's, that's Dark Blast. I, those are the, but. I, well, you, fast. I had to use the fist on the first playthrough, uh, defeat those giant guys, uh, the multiple fist one that comes out and smacks those guys. Uh, oh, I yeah, can't remember yeah. the name. Yeah. Uh, but on the second playthrough, when you're so overpowered, there was like, no, there's absolutely like, in my opinion, no need to use it. All you need is the lance and uh, those little pew pew guys, however. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Minotaur? Uh, I try. I kept trying to like use a bunch of different ones because like the execution one where the spears came out of the ground looked cool, so and there was cool. like the whirling sword ones. But in the end. I mean, there's only two to me that are like really effective, and that's like Dark Lance for bosses when they like force you to throw things at the boss, and then Dark Hand to like the punchy one, to Shatter Armor, and that's like it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Those those are pretty effective. <laughs> how about you, Matt? I mean, they're all cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they're all very cool. Super yeah, that was well like done. every time. It's like you get a new one. I'm like, I'll try it out. And be like, oh, that's pretty. 
And then I would go immediately (laughs) back to like Lance and and the Pew Pew. And it's just like, it's unstoppable. And (laughs) you know, and you'll get the nice, like, oh yeah, I'm in slow motion. You see it charge up. And like, especially once you're like powered up on like the second playthrough. You're just sitting there, Lance, Lance, Lance. Like, oh, keep piling yes. up, and then just the boss's health. It's just, oh, nope, you're dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Not even it's, a fight. It's so empowering when you have, like, eight Lances floating around you. It's like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did anybody use, I think it was, like, Dark Wall or something? I think it was supposed to be some sort of defensive. <laughs> I tried it, and I'm like, this is immediately useless. <laughs> That was my experience completely. I used it one time and I was like, yeah, I don't know what the point of this is. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess somebody's using it. I don't, I don't know. But um, did another question, did everybody, what difficulty setting? I forgot to mention, this has three different difficulty settings. Um, I played on normal, but uh, did anybody play on hard? Nope. I guess nope. Normal. normal for me. Normal. Wow, I wonder what hard is like. I wonder what the difference is. Um, hmm. Well, the game is very challenging, I would say, the first playthrough, too, because if you get smacked around, I think, in the first playthrough, uh, yeah. uh, those little by those little guys, like, four hits, and you'll, you'll be dead, basically. But, yeah, like, the, by the time you're, like, level 40, like, those little hits do absolutely no damage to you whatsoever. I know. So I can imagine it'd be fine, you know, playing on hard that time, but on normal the first time through, it's, it's somewhat challenging. It's doable. Yeah. It's just that you have to do a lot of dodging. Yeah, it gets to a point where, on the like the second or third playthrough, if I got knocked over, I, I lose no health, but I'm just so upset that I got knocked over <laughs> just for that like one second that I lost. I'm like, oh. And it's always those little ones in the arbor on the yes. field. I'm like, you jerk. You're going to get it. Let <laughs> <laughs> you line this up. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we all played on normal. That's good. And we all played on the PlayStation 3, which is good. I'm happy to hear that. <clears throat> all right moving on here since we were talking about the gameplay mechanics can i describe yeah. it why why i kind of compare it to i mean i mentioned zelda earlier but you also said god of war i would say it is a combo kind of like that yeah uh where it has the magic charge meter like in a zelda game and yes. yep yep uh it, there's so many like little things too i don't know if you want to talk about like when the king finds when you find the king's mask in that uh, one temple, he holds it up, and you even oh. hear like a little treasure chest, treasure chest uh, noise goes up from like Zelda. From Zelda, there's, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of little references too. I would even say some Star Fox in there too, like that boss that's very much like Andros. That, uh, that was oh, boss yeah. Andros, like that was straight Andros. Yeah. <laughs> where you just have to attack his hands first, and then you can yes. go. You have to attack him by the mouth. Very, very much. Where you have to throw a bomb in his mouth. It's very much Andros. No, I was. That's like straight Wind Waker. Actually, there's a boss that's like a, a carbon copy of that. Where you throw bombs in his mouth, and he has two hands. I think, oh, like really? Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Yeah, that and um, Kirby Superstar has a hands boss. It's like this pineapple faced guy with rock hands. Huh. So maybe it's just a Nintendo thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what other game references are there? Does anybody have any more? I, I just want to say, like, like the music, the music, like when you go in the field, it definitely kind of reminded me, like, of like going in the Hyrule field. It, it had that same kind of essence of go to the North Field, I believe it is. I I you know, I know we were playing the music earlier, but uh, yeah. it seemed very. It, the music seemed very, very much like a Zelda game to me, uh, where I could hum the music basically to it. You know. Oh, so good the soundtrack, but we'll get to that in a sec for sure. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is structured just like a Zelda game, where it's mm-hmm. like 
All right, you got all the things. Time for the final boss. Oh, wait. Nope, there's an entire second half of this game. Like, you know. Yeah, you're right. You got to get all the other things. Go to the sage medallions to get get into Shadow Lord's castle in the end. Wow, yeah. good point, good point. Also, um, yeah, I guess it does kind of have like a Hyrule field, yeah. Um, there's the also the Spencer remote. Mansion, I guess, that's Resident Evil-like. Um, a lot the of the camera angles, the like not necessarily like specific games, but it's like when you're in the uh, lab like to yeah. get to a meal, it's just like it zooms out and it's like this is kind of like Diablo and it then sometimes Diablo, it's like yeah. we're doing a side-scrolling platformer now and then there's... um. Yeah. We're doing Zelda One dungeons in the uh, robot zone and like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I love having to use bombs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like to pretend that the gardening was an homage to Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. And you know what? Um, I wanted to bring up the gardening because I did it never. <laughs> I never did it. Same here. Um, I feel like I, I left out on something. You know what I mean? You didn't. You didn't. Okay. I planted um, crops once, and I was like, this animation takes way too long. I'm not coming back here to do this again. I heard that <laughs> there's this rumor that, like, you can get a lunar tier if you try really hard, but I don't think anybody's ever been able to do it. No idea. Did anyone go fishing? Oh, I thought Liam chance? did it. I thought Liam did it. I was waiting to be... There it is! I was waiting for Liam. I was waiting for this moment. Liam, how did you do it, man? Um, do you want the long Actually, answer or... The, the short answer. Before you even say it, explain what a lunar tear is to our listeners, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> At this moment, how I can't even remember. <laughs> <I don't> even... <laughs> it's just a flower. <laughs> is this supposed to, like, as soon as you get one, it cures you of all ailments? Yeah, they're supposed to say it grants you a wish or something, but, you know, it's, it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> I want to say there's probably, like, a ridiculous amount of story with that, like, more than we know or something. Oh, probably. Well, it's, I don't know, it's one thing, it's, it is like the character in Dragon Guard 3. I've just looked at the box, I'm like, does she have a glutar tear growing out of her eyeball? I like. Oh yeah, I've seen that box art. Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, the ending when you die, a lunar tear gets dropped, doesn't it, in ending D. Yeah, that's right. And Kane picks up and he's like, a lunar tear! Yeah. I don't know. So do you want the easy method or the hard method? Uh, there's an easy method? There is. I don't Please believe do. it. Just ignore it and just enjoy the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The hard go. method is basically you go and you complete this garden and side quest for this old woman in the town that you live in. And she says, oh, what you buying? <laughs> and you buy all these different color um, seeds. So you plant one row of blue, one row of yellow, one row of red. You wait six hours in game time, which is about half an hour, 45 minutes of real time. You pull them out, and you do the same again until you get, I think it's lilac and two other colors. And you plant those when you've got three rows of six. And you keep planting them until eventually you get a white lunar tear. Oh, wow. And this took me about four or five hours. Wait, oh gosh. did you actually wait, or did you manipulate your clock? I went and farmed uh, different um, items that I needed for the the weapons in the end. Okay. He, he also leveled up all of his weapons to, what was it, three or four? Level three. Three. Oh. 
Oh man, that is impressive. <laughs> one of the weapon drops out in the desert. It's the only place that it drops, and it drops one in two hundred and fifty times. The upgrade for it? What is it? What is it's it? It's metal piercing, I believe it's called. Uh, and yes, I was just plodding along there for eight hours. Oh my gosh! Well, power to you, my man. Uh, and this is from someone <laughs> who doesn't like RPGs. Yeah, that that's ending that you wiped it all out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh. oh. Memories. Memories <laughs> are fleeting once again. Liam, <laughs> like, I'm not 100 percent convinced you don't like RPGs. I think you do. You just don't know it. Eight mm. hours. That's impressive. Yeah. You know that I've got no life. <laughs> well, whatever works. That's <laughs> what makes RPGs good. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, my gh All right. Well, you got the lunar tier. I'm impressed. You, you've all done all of us, that's for sure. Did anyone do any of the fishing there? I only, you know, I only caught the one fish because I oh, found that to be boy. very tedious. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, you know, because you have to do it at least. I think it, I don't know if it's a side quest. I think it's mandatory for your daughter because she's sick, and there's like a we fish that cures her pain. We don't talk about uh, the fishing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there's like nine achievements and trophies for the fishing and. Um... So, so Liam fished. <laughs> I fished many times. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a horrible experience with the fishing. Um, I think I joined you in that experience too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Were you I'm just fishing in the wrong area like I was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was there too. When you announced it on Twitter that you guys were playing this game of I the know. month, what did I tell you? I ah! know. And I, <laughs> and I looked back and I seen it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure someone warned me about this. And it was Maddie. <laughs> the minimap is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> to I be fair, the guy's like, go fish at the beach. And there's a beach literally right next to him that apparently has the Loch Ness Monster in there because it's impossible to catch. Yeah, it's two feet away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the instructions is like, well, when it's coming, just swipe it to the opposite direction of where your pole's going. And I'm doing it, and it just instantly breaks off every time. And I was like, yes. And I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how I'm going to achieve this fish for my daughter. And then. <sighs> I forgot. I I don't know. I think I had a game fax it because, and they're like, "Oh yeah, go to the beach, uh, the the side of the the other one where they have seals, sea lines on it, or something, and instantly catch the fish." Yep, there's a red X, and I, as soon as I seen that red X on my map, after trying for like 20 minutes, I was like, "I hate myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was it. I fished that fish up, and then I never fished again. Did anybody other than Liam actually continue fishing? Nope. I did it occasionally, and then just decided, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, you got five boots. <laughs> yeah, boots. I like, got boots. Again. Seaweed. <laughs> what did uh, anyone ever just go back to the village in like the second playthrough by chance? Because I, I just like I never went back there. There's like no need, in my opinion, to go back there. I went back in I, the third to buy. Um, they sold a couple weapons there that I needed to complete my uh, to get to the final ending. Um, but that was it. That was the only reason I went back there. I just thought about that like early, like 20 minutes ago. And I was like, I never went back to that town <laughs> ever again after the first time. Did I miss anything? <laughs> yeah, the, uh... just, just free money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just free in-game money, you know. Nothing, nothing to worry about. It's probably yeah. probably got like 200,000 in-game currency there. So. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Liam, how hard was it to get all the fishing achievements? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene here. 
one of the <laughs> achievements is a Rhizodon, right? And it yeah. says on there, oh yeah, you go to this specific place, as we've already established. Yeah. And you're there, and you're going, and you're going, and then after about ten minutes of struggling and struggling, you don't get a fish at all. You get oh. an, a rusty iron bucket. Or you, <laughs> or you, get, you get a rusty bike. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no bikes in the game at all. No, none. That's so who drove, who drove the bike in 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 the canal? I don't. Somebody a thousand bike. years ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, been there. One of the shades you murdered. <laughs> it was Nier's Nier's old bicycle from over a thousand years ago. Maybe it was, or Yona's could have been. Yep. Mm. There you go, getting deep. Yes, or it could have been the grannies in the lighthouse. Oh yeah, they tried to make something with that. What what was that all about? Did did you have to complete that lighthouse quest? I believe so. I thought so because I did it, but and I didn't do many side quests. So I th- I honestly got so confused. Either she was having an affair with the lighthouse keeper, and then he went to work in the post office, and she got annoyed with him that <laughs> she wasn't getting mail. And then oh you had to go in behind the post office to get her mail for her, and then oh. she had gone. She was at the top of the lighthouse, and it honestly looked as though she was going to jump. Yeah, yeah, she was taking too long. She said she was all confused. It was, it was it, I don't know, it wasn't working for me. I did not get into that side quest. On but that fishing, though, fishing, honestly, unless you're a completionist, just just avoid it. Yeah, not worth it. it it's more harm than good. Okay. Okay. Um. Was there any side quests? Oh, Sorry, go right, good. No, no, I was going to say, since we're talking side quests, like, I did none because I think I, well, I tried a couple at first and then I got ultimately frustrated because it doesn't really tell you. Uh, I think we're like, there's one I think guy says, where's my dog? Go find my dog. It's like the yeah. weapon guy. So I'm like, but it doesn't tell you where to go. Or where. So, I found if, that if dog. I look, it, was, it was random. If, <laughs> if, if, I have to, if I have to look up online like where to look for the side quest and it's not mandatory, I'm not going to do it, basically. It's, it's, you're wasting my time doing that. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, in a very similar situation. I, I did very few. Um, I'm just curious if I missed out on anything. Was there any side quest that stood out to any of you guys? Yes. The Please. boar one. Did you guys kill the boar? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tokyo drifting on the boar was one of my favorite parts of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun, actually. But I didn't do many other side quests. Wait, yeah. was that there was a side quest to kill the boar? Yep. It was to get his boar oh. tusk. But you can just kill it. I did it for revenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember because like I did the uh, I was in the field, right? Because you know that boar is just there for no apparent reason. Yep. Just and I have my pew pew laser out, you know, as you do. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, if you hold on to it long enough, it does a homing <laughs> attack. Oh, and yes. so it, I guess one of like then they just went and hit the boar. I'm just sitting there, and then suddenly, wild boar, <laughs> just knocks me in the head. It's a super early in the game, right? So He's I'm just like, I, I've got it. I just shot at him, ran, jumped on top of that rock that he can't get to, and just held down the pew-pew laser for like a solid 15 minutes. I'm like, I've got him! <laughs> nice! Nice! The safe See, way of doing it. Well, the way, yeah. I, the, the way I beat him is I just stood behind the rock, because he kept running into the rock and goring himself, <laughs> and then, like, because you'd, you'd be stunned, and i throw a lance, and then i quick run around to the side. Because if you go to the side, he'll come gore you. So if you hit him, like, once... 
like you know, give him the run into it, he'll be stunned. And then you go hit him one, you know, once with the lance, and then quickly run back around. He'll run right back into the rock again. So I just kept doing that for about ten minutes until eventually he was dead because it does take a while to kill him. It does, especially early on. But it's rewarding. It's it's like the first kill that makes you think. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I love that boar, and I love riding that boar. That was a good call. That was fun. Riding that was, was awesome. to me when like there's the actual real like shade boar because to me that was like. That boar is stronger than some of the earlier bosses, like the regular boar in the field. I'm like, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge time. The only other memorable side quest for me, which is, I'm normally a guy who like does a lot of side quests, but this shattered like everything, all all, like want to do the side quest. And it was that stupid one where it's like, all right, deliver this very fragile thing to the airy, but you can't roll, you can't jump. Yes. I was like, nope. I don't even think you could run. Could no, you could run, but you couldn't jump. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, oh that, that was, was the, the worst. worst. Yeah, oh, that sure. broke. I think it's still, or it would have still been in my inventory if I had to leave. <laughs> I had my father leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a broken something there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, uh, so the side quests, yeah, not so great, I guess. No, none of you one go to of the pub. So upsetting. I uh, Yoda's like, Dad, could you get me a melon? And I went out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got that melon, right? Oh, nice. So I, I'm yeah. coming back to town. Yeah. Bam. Giant monster attack. Shadow Lord steals Yoda. And I'm sitting there holding my melon, just like, You're I was like, supposed what? to give this to you. Now <laughs> she'll never get the melon. <laughs> she never got the melon. <laughs> what horrible timing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's hilarious. That is sad. Wow. So I wonder who ate the melon. That'd be great if in the ending cutscene when he like rejoins with her, he like holds out a man and he's like, here you go. Yeah. That's a, that's a tie-in. That's what Five you years done. later. Yeah. Here's a rotten piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what else was there? Any uh any other levels that we haven't touched on? Like the Baron Temple. Um there were certain rules when you went into rooms. One room, like you couldn't dodge, but you had to kill all these shades or you had to blow up the blocks. Um other ones were you couldn't stand still or you couldn't use your sword. Um, I kind of liked that level. I know it was kind of annoying at some points, but I liked the restriction. Um, did anybody else like that level? I thought it was pretty fun. The only one I didn't like was like when I had to use magic and precision, like strike all of the red boxes, but all the other ones were pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Whether uh, What other levels did you like there, Minotaur? Oh, man. I think my favorites were probably... The airy, and I thought the lab was really cool with like kind of that top yeah. down view, and it's a nice change up. I agree. I think that's probably my favorite one too. Would be the lab actually. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree with the lab personally. I did not enjoy that lab. The one where you're going to uh, find a middle sister. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. yes. Yep. I did not like it because of the magic and light. I had a trouble. I guess at least on the first playthrough of trying to line up the lance attack from the top to- top down view. Oh, yeah, I didn't use magic, yeah. Oh, I, I, like, never use magic in that part. So I found, well, for, because, I don't know, there's a couple, those big, really big guys, I know, uh, that really gave me fits, and I, I was trying to play safe and stay far away with yeah. the pew-pew and the, the lance, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but that gave me a lot of frustration. Well, the thing is, because you have to keep a meal close by. Now, granted, you don't have to worry about him dying or anything, right. which is nice, uh, but you have to make sure he's close by because I tried just running away 
And the Ritz called, like, oh, Emil was too far behind. Stood over all from the beginning. And I was just like, fuck this. And I just, oh. you know. <laughs> I didn't even know that could happen. Like, it restarts yeah. you? Yeah, it restarts you right from wow. the beginning again, too. Not, not even, like, the room from the beginning. So, like, I felt like I put, at that point, you're, I was underpowered. So Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Okay, okay right I would hate the lab if that happened to me, too. <laughs> me, too. Me, too. Right at the start of the second playthrough, if you go to the weapons vendor in town, he has new weapons. If you buy Sunrise, like you will be—that's the spear—you will be uh, overpowered right from that. Right from that point, you'll be mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, but that sucks because that, that was like one of my favorite levels, and that would spoil it for me too. <laughs> yeah, well, because I think I was because I was playing it safe. I was playing it safe up to that point, entire part of the game. Yeah. Uh, so. On that first time through, I think I put like an hour into that 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 lab because I'm just like trying to stay far away from not, and not getting hit. Because yeah. at, at that point in time, I think like you know, still four hits will take you out. And uh, so I was about an hour into that that lab, and I just you know because I I tried playing it, you know, I got sick and tired of dying from that one big boss right before you go down the stairs for that second oh, that no. stairs. And then I had to restart all over again. I was like, I'm not putting another hour into this. So oh, just, that would be frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand your disdain for sure. How mm-hmm. about um, how about you, Liam? What was your favorite level? Just going back to what you said about the lab. Did any of you read any of the pieces of paper that was dotted around? Oh yeah, on the, yeah. That no. backstory, that backstory, absolutely killed me. Yeah, with the children. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the backstories. That's when you first started getting really deep. The mutations and everything, and the experiments they were putting on them. Yep. And when you found out why Emil was turning everybody to stone. It was like, no, how could you do things to him? Yeah, they're all monsters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What number was he again? Was he seven? Yeah. Th- is, was he seven? I thought he was lower down, like three or four. Because uh, he was, was, uh, he six, was seven. Right? Cause, yeah, he was yeah. seven to defeat six. Yeah, ah. six, that's what it was, yeah. And she turned out to be like a spider sort of thing, didn't she? Rosie on the wall. Yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah. That fight. yeah. Uh, I didn't like that one as much because oh, it's really? like I, I threw my dark spears and then I just had to wait forever for my magic to recharge before I could do yeah, anything else. True. I wish I wish they would have like sent goons at me so I could have recovered it faster or something like that. That's a good point. I had that same problem too. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anybody go back to the lab? Are you able to go back? I wonder if anything happens if you go back in your next playthroughs. You can in the DLC. I'm not sure if you can in the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt, what was your favorite level? Uh, I mean, I don't know if any of them stand out in particular. Okay. Like amongst, like, they're all of a very high standard to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are all pretty good. You have to do the Lost Shrine a lot, I found, though. That was my I, least favorite because I of got that. sick of those built, like those doorways. The blocks? Yes. Like moving the blocks yeah. around? I know. Ugh, that was pretty lame. Okay, um, we've already kind of covered the garden. Let's talk about that trophy room, which I thought was kind of cool. You don't see that too much. Um, you go into this trophy room across from Popola's uh, office, and it has little statues of all the things that you killed. Um, they kind of try to explain it um, through Vice and, uh, and Mir's uh, back and forth, but I don't, it doesn't really explain it all that well. What did, I, what did you guys think? What did you think about the trophy room there, uh, Minotaur? Wow, so like I'm reading this, I'm like hearing this now, and I'm like, I went into that room at the beginning of the game, and then I completely forgot about it and never went oh, back no in. <laughs> so now I got to go back in and see what it's about. 
I remember I did the same thing, and then I went in at one point, and it was like almost full. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at the end of this game. It blew me away. Um, but yeah, it kind of records as you go along. I, I kind of thought I thought it was cool. Um, Liam, what do you think about the trophy room? It honestly reminded me of Wind Waker. You know, when you go up into that massive building, and it's like, oh, you took this picture with your pictograph. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's borrowing heavily from Zelda. It really is a Zelda. It is a. I think. And now is. you're talking about it. I never looked at it like that before, but now that we're, that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it was uh, Rocket Sauce that said it's the most dark, depressing 3D Zelda game ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way I honestly see the game. Basically, it it, it very has that much feel feel when you have to go from temple to temple or, or I guess yeah. a shrine or whatever, and the open fields and running to it and. The, the magic meter there's all these little things in there even like I said like the king in his mask as soon as I saw it I'm like that's Zelda right there more than anything <laughs> yeah you're right yeah and Vice is pretty much like Navi or Midna or Fee holy cow there you go right. yeah yeah that's great oh wow but he's the best that. one <laughs> <laughs> he is the best one you're right Nintendo needs to take some notes from this game I think yeah. we're making it next Zelda yeah wow it is Zelda that is crazy just, just where does Kane fit in the Zelda She's yeah, Zelda? that might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Tingle. Is that his name? Yeah, that's... Oh, Tingle. <laughs> my, my cat's called Tingle. Please don't stop. <laughs> it's Sorry, Tingle Liam. if he swore all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's vulgar Tingle. That's it. Yeah. Vice, cool Olympa. Here's the bad words. Don't steal them. <laughs> or something to that mediocre attempt of imitation. That was pretty good. Don't worry that was pretty it. good, actually. <laughs> okay, alright, what do we got here? Um, now we're moving on to the soundtrack, which is amazing. Um, I can't say a bad thing about this soundtrack. Uh, I, it has like a hundred tracks and they're all good. Um, yeah, what did you guys think about the soundtrack your, your first time playing through? Matt, what did you think about the soundtrack? I think the best way to wrap it up is when I was first playing it, I um, I had picked it up at a game store, and uh, I was with a friend, and we brought it back to his house. We were just playing it, and I was walking through, like, you know, Hyrule Field, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. the one where you the... You know, you can't understand. For anyone that hasn't heard the music, you know, it's... it's There's vocal tracks, but they don't seem to be any actual language. Yeah, what are so, they singing? It's It's... I don't think it sounds like it could be a word, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I, saw I thought it was a made-up language. Actually. I thought it's a take on Gaelic. I thought I read somewhere too. It's like a. T- of a it's not exactly Gaelic, but it's very. It's close to it from from what I'm understanding. Yeah, I, I read something like that too. It was like French and Gaelic mixed, and like a whole lot of different things. It's just like I remember I was sitting there. We were just like sitting in silence because you know the music's so good. And then my friend's just staring at the TV. And it's like, dude, I don't know what she's saying, but it's but <laughs> like, it's super yeah. hot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just everything is uh, thematically appropriate, which is great for you know video game music. It has to go with with its scene, but it's also just I want to listen to it wherever you know <laughs> like, of course of course it's so it's good often you get a, a soundtrack that's that good you know what i mean yeah oh my god and then like when the you know the bosses are coming and like the little choir people are just doing the the drums are going and it just yeah. like it 
it's time to break, you know, break down and take somebody out. It's just, it's so exciting. Oh, God love it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Liam, what did you think about the soundtrack? Uh, I feel like a super fan because I made my friend get it for me for Christmas. <laughs> oh, nice. The actual soundtrack? That's great. Yes. Yes. Oh, I would love to have that. It, it the, the cover art is absolutely amazing. You turn it over one side and scrimmer vice. You turn it over the other side and scrimmer noir. No, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Let me just pick it out and I'll tell you some of the tracks that I like. Alright. I was just reading up here about it. Apparently, uh, the person who worked on it worked on a bunch of other games too, like uh, Etrigos and stuff like that. So. In fact, I'd love to tell you what some of the songs are, but it's all in Japanese. Oh, that's alright. Yeah. Honestly, it's up there. One of my top ten soundtracks games, you name it. It's up there. Yeah, I would definitely put it in top five for sure, for sure. Oh, they're so good. Like, the vocals, the instruments, oh, so good. Ryan, what did you think about the soundtrack? I love it. It's great. It's, it's you know, it's one of the things that adds to the game uh, more than anything. There's, like, there's tracks I'll still remember, basically, like the Lost Shrine one where you get the, the two different sounds where this very church orchestra where it's the... Yeah. the and then you have like the little kid voices coming. <laughs> you know, it's, that one, that's that's a great one. I mean, I love the open field one that you were just playing there, and of course, like like I said, the the super sad song, which the the meal, the meal song, basically, where you know everyone, someone's gonna die. Like when I hear, like I said, like that, like that, like one that wolf. It just added to that wolf death, basically. I'm telling you, like anytime when a meal dies, it it's just like. The enhancer, it's the salt and pepper on the steak, basically. It's it really it's is. really good. I didn't know it had a, an available soundtrack to buy, so I might have to actually look into that. Oh, there you go. That maybe that'll be your Christmas gift. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Minotaur, what did you think about the soundtrack? It's it's hard to come up with anything that is hasn't already been said. I mean, most games with good soundtracks, you know, there's like two or three memorable ones that you'll like remember, you know, a few months after you actually play the game, but like, everything in this game is, like, memorable. Like, I'll be remembering this music for, like, years to come. Easily one of, like, my favorite soundtracks of last gen. and Definitely, like, top five, probably. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I can't speak highly enough. Um, definitely go out and check out the soundtrack. If you're not going to play the game, at least check out the soundtrack. It is definitely worth your time. Um, great lesson. And I'm on uh, Wikipedia here. And I'm looking. Apparently, the soundtrack has been continuously being re-released. That's in there's the original soundtrack, the arranged soundtrack, another soundtrack that's like remixed by different people, a piano soundtrack, and a Holy jazz God. soundtrack. Oh, that is amazing! I want them all. I was gonna say I, I want all of that. I do now too. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at them all here now. That is unbelievable. Goosebumps. Yeah. It's like okay. just that moment when you're in the city and you walk up to Devola and that's when like the vocals to the track pop in. Like yes. just touches like that were so nice. I know. What a touch, eh? If you're around them, you can hear them singing. Like that's that's amazing. Like, do you do you get like a special version of the song? I saw one side quest to like get both Devila and Popola back together singing, like singing together. Do you get some kind of like special version of the song if you do that one? They know. both I sing together, I think. I didn't finish okay. it. That'd be good to hear. Because there's Devila's version, there's a Popola version, and there's a yeah. version with them together. 
Okay. Very cool. Wow, what a, that's a cool quest to unlock. I should have finished that. Uh, and and sorry to cut you off. This song that you're playing right now yeah. was near Automata. It's so slowed down. The trailer for that. It's this song. Oh no way! I have to go watch that trailer. If you slow it down by about 0.5 percent and play them side by side, it's the exact same song. And that's where I absolutely. I don't know if this is PG or not, but I absolutely walked around with a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like because as we discussed off off. Uh, Offline, off the podcast, it was pretty much a case of I saw the trailer and I was like, "Oh my god, near, near!" Oh, and people were like, "What's near?" I was like, "No, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. I've stayed up till three o'clock in the morning because of the damn time zones, yeah. and you've got the audacity to ask me what near is." <laughs> oh man! Slap yourself. I love it. I love it. I feel so bad for all the people like yourself and Matt who. Who have played this game and have loved it and just haven't been able to talk about it with anybody because nobody plays it. It's it deserves so much praise. It's oh anyway. It's a good game. Check it out, check it out. So, that's it for the soundtrack. Let's talk about the graphics. Um I heard originally that this was meant to be on PS2. Is that true? I'd believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so I don't know. Is it true? Did you what did you guys think about the graphics? I guess is what it comes down to. Um Rocket Sauce, what did you think about the graphics? Uh, there's one thing to, I guess, maybe criticize the game for is maybe some some of the graphics. It doesn't look bad all the time, but there's definitely times where it really does look like it's missing some color, I would say. It's, you know, it's, there's some times where it just... I'm trying to think of an example when you go to, besides the the, the Spencer's Mansion one, you know, there's, 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 there's times where it really... It, it does resemble something out of a PS2 era, basically, where there's not much color to it. There's times, though, when you hit the field, and it's, you know, gorgeous. And then there's yeah. times where it's just like, ah, you could use some pepperine in this one, you know? Yeah, I found that felt that with the um, the junkyard, I felt, was maybe a little watered down. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I could see where this is developed for the PlayStation 2. Not that it doesn't look good. It looks good. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with the graphics. It just looks like it would have been maybe bumped up from PlayStation 2. Um, what did uh, what did you think, Minotaur, about the, the graphics? Uh, kind of the same. I mean, it's it looks it's definitely not anything on par with what was out at the time on both the 360 and PS3. And I mean, it, it looked all right, but at the same time, like you walk onto the field, it's just kind of like a almost. <laughs> It's, it's a green field, but it's like a barren wasteland. There's like hardly anything there. True. Uh, true. And, you know, it, it, I thought some of the animations were really cool. Like when you're fighting the bosses, like and every time you like hit a checkpoint in the boss, there'd be a different magic attack. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that but was cool actually. The, the graphics, like it was no more evident when they occasionally went to like actual FMV of like high quality visuals. And it's like, oh yeah, this game in comparison, yes. all of a sudden like... <laughs> Good point. The actual FMV looked amazing. Like, yeah, that looked awesome. It looks so good. Um, which actually has me pretty excited for Nier 2 even more now, now, now that you mentioned that. Yeah, that looked good. Um, Liam, what did you think about the graphics? Honestly, they didn't bother me that much. Good. I picked it up in 2013. Yep. And reading up KB's backstory, they were going down. You know, they wanted to get this game out, published. Oh, I didn't so. know that. Because after this game, I think it was this game, that they went bust. Oh, they are defunct. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they oh. re 
I think it was either them or they got all the creators back under a different name to create uh, Dragon Guard Three, and they tried to make that incredible, incredibly, incredibly colourful, but the frames per second really, really lacked. So I'd rather have like a watercolour, washed out kind of graphically poor version of Nia than sure. what they than what they tried to do with Dragon Guard Three because that was an abysmal mess. Oh really? Did you uh, play Dragon Guard Three? I watched some of it. My friend got it, and he was like, seriously, dude, you've got to watch this. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad, is it? Just watch. And it would take him about 10 minutes to move from one side of the map to the other. Oh, wow. It was like, like watching him. Because after I found out these are connected, I'm like, I gotta play Dragon Guard right I now. Know. I'm like, oh, this is hurts. I'm still playing them, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good point. I mean, the frame rate was solid throughout this game, and I'd rather have some slightly shoddy graphics with a good frame rate than them trying to do something they weren't going to make work kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I just hope Nier Ultimata, you know, sticks up to Nier. Oh, for sure. I'm hoping so, too. Uh, let's hope it doesn't, you know, have that problem with sequels. Um, Matt, what did you think about the graphics? Uh, I mean, I'm in somewhat agreement with everyone. They, uh... It does kind of have that technical quality of a PS2 game that got like up and like yeah. kind of, you know, the HD remakes that we get nowadays and everything. Uh, yeah. But I mean... It was early too, on, yeah. Yeah, but on a, like on a technical level, it's not that great, but the, the art direction does hit it, you know, quite sure. well. Like, And I will say all the like effects for anything magic, you know, with like the solid black things with the red swirly chains and symbols and crap and like, oh, that's that does like really look good. But it does. uh, I will say, you know, I played this in 2011. You know, this is like the heart of PS3 and 360 and everything was coming out around then. This game with its blue skies and green grass and bright well, sometimes bright poppy colors came out in the middle of, you know, the gray and doo-doo brown phase of video <laughs> games. That's true. That's, so, true. That's a very good point. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Everybody's like, eh, it doesn't look good. I'm like, it has more than two colors. At least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like it. I like it has a charm. There's no doubt. I don't even care what it was originally. If it was developed, it doesn't matter. Um, because like you said, it's, it's the art that really uh, makes it stand out. Um, and even if there are a few levels that look washed out, you don't even notice it because of how good the story is. Yeah, I am so upset that Caviar is out of business. I didn't even know that. And it was like right after Nier came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because That's so most of their games, like, you know, it's like Naruto, Punch and Stuff, and like, other, it's like a lot of licensed junk. Yeah, it is all like, like licensed. They finally made something of their own, and it's amazing, and then they're yeah. gone. That's so sad. They did the two uh, Umbrella Chronicles and Darkseid Chronicles on the Wii. I didn't know that. Uh, I like those. They're good on-rail shooters. So. Yeah? Anyway. I never played them. They're not bad. They're not bad. But anyway, that is sad. Uh, on the positive side, though, Platinum is making the sequel. So. Hey-o! Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the producer, director, and one of the guys that did the music is on. Yeah, they're all attached. Oh, yeah. like the, so, the main important oh, awesome. people, I think, who created the game are attached to it, and then Platinum's just making you know, the oh. gameplay part of it. So It's the guy from uh, Revengeance, the uh, Metal Gear Rising, is doing the combat, and then they're doing, I think, the rest. So 
I mean, I, I like you know, it's kind of a famous last words, but how could it go wrong? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. If they damage my perfect near, then I'll be going <laughs> to wherever they live. <laughs> yes. What is this it. abomination? I'm super excited. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. After this, I'm watching it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I want to read you this bullet point. That's um. Okay. It's like from the near wiki that's describing one of the character that's in the trailer. Okay. And it's like you're a number two type B. One of a possible three main characters of the game. She is a female model android created by humans who fled to the moon <laughs> to avoid <laughs> extinction by the machines. And suddenly, space travel. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It sounds almost as crazy as near. Yeah. yeah. I think that they're trying to one up it, actually. I think so. I think so. Well, can we I make it, it to make it even crazier? I know the moon. Yep. <laughs> Aliens are going to come. That is the ultimate crazy when you go to the moon. <laughs> I love it. Yona, um, where you going? Oh, you know, just to the moon. See you later, Neil. Bring. Gonna go have lunch with some aliens. Oh, <laughs> that's next honestly, thing. you. I don't know if you remember this, but the Simpsons episode where Poochie gets introduced into Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, I love yes. it. And it's like Poochie's no longer in this episode. To the moon. Do, do, yeah. do. <laughs> he, had, hey, he had something very important to say. Yes. Which was, I have to go now. My planet yeah. needs me. Poochie yes. <laughs> died on his return to his planet. Near Automata is Poochie Mark II. Oh no. my god. I love it. But I still want to play it. Was... <laughs> Amiel has to go to the moon and roll around. No, Amiel, Amiel is, the moon. is the moon. <laughs> oh. No, I've got it. I've got it. This Because it's all like machines. What's going to happen is Emil is like, make me a body. And then he's going to be like Krang and he's going to be in the belly of like a machine. <laughs> Emil is Krang. I love it. I love it. Well, he's now I'm really excited. going to take over Terminal. I don't even need to watch the trailer now. Yes, you do. That's oh, I'm going to. Yeah, you showing. really do. It, it looks amazing. I can't wait. I wanted looks to... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. It looks the same, but the combat's so much more snappy and obviously, and yeah, That's you know, HDified and things. The funny thing is, like, the combat is probably the weakest part of this game, only because the story is so good. Um, like, the combat's just, you know, you do it to get by, but... I, I kind of agree with you there, because I think, well, maybe it'll make the game easier, just completely break the game. I think this game, if it would have, like, a Z-targeting, it would just be, like, perfect, in my opinion, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't hard to play, but if I had like a Z targeting where I could just lock on, because there's the times when I'm swiping with the spear, yes. and I'm not, I'm not getting exactly the right angle of the guy I want to get. You no, know? so, so it's, true. it's if I could have just had a lock on to, to you know, snap at a guy, that would have been great. But you know, near two, would, buddy, near two. Mm-hmm. I wish oh, you would have had like more than like one combo, because my combo was like square, 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 triangle, and that's like the only thing you can do, and then you just do that over and over yeah. again. Yeah, there wasn't much for in terms of spicing up the combat. <laughs> I think Platinum's got a, you know, it's got a remedy for that. It's got oh, one yeah. billion combos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dial all your friends' phone numbers and unlock the <laughs> ultimate combo. <laughs> I trust them. I trust Platinum for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention in graphics was the actual shades, um, like the really big crazy ones, like the hook one and um, the one that, is uh ends up getting trapped in the basement of the library but it's huge on its way to the library um those are really well done and it just shows that it, those were actually you know high def playstation 3 graphics yeah um 
Love those bosses. Love those. Very detailed. It's the size of the town. Like, it yeah. walks on yeah. the town. And on like, the town, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It was so good. It was so good. Um, yeah. I, I just can't get over now that you said Emil's the moon that I can just get, can't get Majora's mask out of my head. Yes, you're right. That moon is kind of like Emil's head. The shades of Skull Kid. Near oh is uh, Link. Yep. This is crazy. Kane like, is Tattle. I would, I would say I would say Near is. Did you say Emil's Link or Near's Link? Near's Link. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My my, my misunderstanding. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's late over here. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be a real thing. It's like a Zelda homage. It's like Emil's the moon and he's coming crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> That's why much. he's rolling. He's just rolling down yeah. the sky. There's <laughs> only one thing that can stop him, and that's gravity. I can't <laughs> believe how much this is Zelda. Like, I, I never really thought about it until now. And the anyway. ball writing is basically Twilight Princess when you have to, at the start, where you grab the ball and just flip it over. You're right. That's exactly what it is. It, it even looks like it. Like, the graphic looks like it. Yeah, the magic uh, does look like the Twilight Realm. And we just wipe our hands with it. Near is Twilight Princess, everybody. Yeah. Twilight Princess HD. It's already out. <laughs> <laughs> Not amiibo friendly. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so before we get into our lasting impressions, was there anything else anybody wanted to mention about it that we haven't covered already? Wow, did we actually do it all? I think so. <laughs> I can think of something. Give me oh. a minute. What did, what did you guys think of like uh, Kaine and Emil in combat? Because it's like I got them, and I was happy they were there because yeah. they distracted the enemies, but it never seemed like they killed anything for me. No. <laughs> Except for when Emil had like the stone power, it was oh yeah, oh, like it was one hit kills. It was great, but after that, he was just they were all pretty much useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Especially in the second were, playthrough. Yeah, yeah. then like you get the bomb. And Emil's like, I'm going to stand in this hallway directly in front of you. There's another, I was just thinking, that's another Zelda reference. Like, <laughs> the bombs and throw them in some. It's very much like the 3D, how you throw a bomb in Zelda games, too. That's, yeah. it's. The Dungeons. This is a Zelda game. There's no doubt. <laughs> they should have marketed it like that. It would have sold like hotcakes. Oh, well. Poor Gavia. Okay. So let's get into our lasting impressions then. Um, so what we're going to do is just uh, give you give us your overall thoughts. Would you recommend this to anybody today? And, uh, and yeah, just any of your final thoughts that you might have. We'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. All right. Well, I would say I absolutely love this game. Uh, if you are a fan of if you are a fan of the 3D Zeldas, you know this should be right up your alley. It's uh, there's so many references to it. It's just a way more depressing, sadder story to it. You know, it's got a little bit more story to to it than a normal Zelda game would have. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of that series, I couldn't recommend this anymore. I've recommended it to people. It's getting, I guess, a little bit harder to find right around now. For at least for the PS3, I keep stumbling upon the 360 version of it, but I never seem to find. I have a friend looking for a copy of it, and he can't seem to find a copy of it at the moment. But uh, I think you, it's one of those games where I can't believe. We go back and you look at like the reviews for it. This game was reviewed very poorly. Hmm. It seems to get yeah, like a five out of ten, and if I, 10, yeah. I, I I question if these you know reviewers because I know they're limited on time. If they just only did like a first playthrough, because I can maybe see it if you only did like a first playthrough. 
I mean, it was mostly criticized for the graphics of uh, the play, from at least when I'm seeing the reviews for it. But I almost question that they just didn't play it all the way through to the end, because I did all the four endings. Uh, and I don't know, it, it, was, it was great. It was it was an experience, you know. And I'm not a big fan of RPGs to begin with, but I do love, uh, you know, 3D hack and slash. So if you kind of like, you know, if you're one of those people that don't like RPGs, um, this is more of the action-based ones where... You level up by your actions, not, you know, waiting for someone to do their own turn. You know, you, you are controlling the battle and you will level up. And I don't know. It was great. I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I think you know. summed it up pretty good there. Um, the fact that it is, if I never thought about it to recommend it like that, too. It's not just Liam is actually living proof. If you like RPGs or if you don't like RPGs, you will still like this game if you like Zelda games. So I like how you, how you sum that up. Um. Okay, how about uh, how about you, Liam? Uh, give us your overall thoughts, and would you recommend this to people still today? I would recommend it the same amount as I recommended it 18 months ago when I originally found you guys. Right on. I'm going to find those tweets that I sent to P1, and I'm going <laughs> to add them to you. All my near ap- appreciation tweets as well that just went unnoticed by the general public of Twitter who have no taste to follow me, and I'm going to go off a pedestal now. You and Matt need to have like a support group, I think. You know? <laughs> we only need support when we start writing fan fictions. <laughs> it's coming. I think we just went through one with uh, Emil being the Majora's Mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think you summed it up pretty good. I think uh, it's an uns like it doesn't get the appreciation it deserved in the past, and now I'm finally happy to say I am on your side now. Finally. Um, Minotaur, how about you? Final thoughts, and uh, would you recommend this to people? This game is like an experience, and it's absolutely something I would recommend to people, but also saying you gotta play through and like give it a chance, because honestly, I thought the game was like only alright, especially like in the beginning, and until you get Vice, it was like kind of nah, it was, it was alright, but it wasn't blowing my mind, and then right about that halfway mark, when you get access to the spears and the two-handed swords that's when the game it only started getting it only got better and better from there yeah and i don't know you got to give it a chance because if you just go based off like that the first two three hours i feel like you aren't going to like it that much and if i think kind of going back to like liam likes that he doesn't like rpgs there really isn't that many rpg mechanics to me it's it's to me it's pretty shallow it's kind of like pick best weapon and then go dude smash (laughs) Yeah, you're right, you're right. And and you're right when you said it's an experience, too, um, which is probably the only way to describe this game if you want to explain what it's like. Um, you just have to experience it. You can't describe it. Yeah, That's a good way to put it. Okay, uh, Matt, Matt, what, uh, what are your lasting uh, impressions? And would you recommend this to people? Oh, like, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that everybody likes it. Uh, <laughs> this could have this could have quickly <laughs> turned like a bile and hate podcast. <laughs> turned back into secret of mana podcast. <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, oh boy. Like, we don't talk about oh, that. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, it's just it is just an absolute fantastic game and it it hits all of the beats that I want from a video game. Like I've never actually sat down and thought like if I was to make like let's say like top twenty five favorites, I've never really put it, but this would definitely be in there. If not, like cracking into like top ten or pretty like, it's 
it's just it's fantastic so if you like you know action games and things that are good then you should play this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah well there you go (laughs) and in closing (laughs) that's it that's it we're done (laughs) okay so that's that's good lasting impressions now um I'm kind of curious what everybody else was thinking. Um, so we're going to kind of uh, read the uh, three-word reviews. We put it out on Twitter for everybody to get their three-word review in. So we can kind of see what everybody else in the club was thinking this month. So uh, first up, we have Kyle from uh, Game Time with Kyle. He put, never found it. So I guess he didn't get the chance to experience it. Which is sad. Poor Kyle. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Um, we have the start to continue, boys. Bill says, fuck the library. <laughs> not like running back and forth to that library. <laughs> okay. We have uh, the Donovan Viper. I, I think I've heard of him before. Um, Donnie, why don't you go ahead and read us your uh, three-word review? <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> you do. Which one? The first one or the second one? Well, you pick. <laughs> Cures <laughs> erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Yeah, curious. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I read that in the IGN review as well. <laughs> I, I thought about another one as well. Oh, I see it. You only get C- one, Donnie. Celine Dion's Balchins. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Near, far, wherever you are. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we'll go with your first one. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that all podcast. It's all right. Oh my gosh. All right. What else we got here? Cartridge Canuck. Uh, Paul, he says, near, near, pumpkin eater. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Okay. Musty Hobbit said, the library again. (laughs) He had a second one, though, and it was, I'm going to give it to him. Even though he used an equal sign, which kind of is like a fourth word. He put, new Emil equals unsettling. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. Poor P1, he has his here. It's. Just more 3DS. That's sad. <laughs> Poor P1. Uh, Mighty Q Dog says, Mighty, or sorry, multiple playthroughs required. Yep. Yeah, that's a good review, actually. Um, he also put, or what vice, you dumbass. I would take either of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vintage said, near death experience. I don't know if he actually played or not. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Darren's uh, from Gaming Pilgrimage said best soundtrack ever. Um, and I think is nope, that's not all of them. Is it? That is all of them, I believe. Yeah. So there we go. On the forums, there was a lot of people too, also playing along. It was a good month, I think overall. We got more people playing near than I expected. I'll say that because um, I know Yoshi also was playing along. There was a lot of people playing. And for such a, a long game... Actually, that's another thing I actually want to bring up before we end it. It's not that long of a game. Um, I did all three playthroughs in less than 25 hours. Um, so if you're worried about it being too long, just keep at it. And you'll be through it before you know it. Um, yeah, the first the first playthrough lasted me about 15. And then like the other three only lasted me about you know less than 10. I would say it. Like, like it took that second playthrough was like about two to three hours basically to beat it. Yes, yeah, about three hours. I agree completely. So and it does get a lot better. Oh, it so like, does. 
So. Well, even like within the first playthrough, because I remember thinking like, you know, people saying like halfway through, it gets a lot better. And I'm like, I must have hit that mark. I've been loving it this whole time. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> Yona gets kidnapped and then everything's better. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so how I felt. Good. But it's so like you get to that point, it just gets better and better from that point on. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Well, guys. Me too. Uh, yeah. What's up? I guess you'll have to see how all four endings play out. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey. I went and watched it already. I've seen it. Hey, <laughs> it wasn't uh, that great. P two. What was right your choice. three? What was your three word review? Oh, why you got to do that? Because you snuck <laughs> out of it last time I was on the show. Got away with I did, doing too, one. Didn't I? Um, I would say I would put um, um. Gosh, I suck at these. Um, I'll do. I'll, I'll do mine because I'll give you some time. Just because. Okay, know, please do. I please do. I'm gonna please. say depressing Zelda game. Uh, and I, I know it's gonna sound bad, but it's not to be taken bad. Yeah. It's just. It's Dark like Zelda's I said. It's good. Zelda. Oh yeah, but they're not this depressing. You know, like, there's 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 you know the storyline is there's so many sad moments in this game, but some of it. I mean, it's beautiful in some aspect though too. So yeah, I like how I like how you summed it up. Um, and there's nothing wrong with Dark Zelda games. Depressing. We've already had depressing Zelda games, and they're the best ones. So, you know, don't feel bad saying that. That doesn't mean it's bad. I like that three-word review. <laughs> uh, Maddie, did you give one yet? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I have to um, sort of mirror Mr. Donovan Viper and go with um, Harder Than a Rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's four words! Oh no! It's so good. It breaks all space and time. Okay, all right, all right. We'll give you four words just this one time. No, maybe it's A is just an article. It doesn't even count. You're right. You know what? You could probably just say (laughs) harder than rock. Harder than rock. (laughs) Tame's got meat. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh my gosh. You know, speaking of which, how come like no she's wearing like lingerie and you know oh, you don't see all right. Okay, all right. Uh, Minotaur. Minotaur, let's get your three word review. Uh, a meal is moon. Oh nice, nice. Yeah, okay. Dang it, that leaves it to me. All right. Three word review. Um uh, better second time. There we go. Or best third time. There we go. Third time through. Okay, done. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it. That's the near podcast. Um, thank you if you've made it all the way through to here because this has been a long one. Um, and I, I want to add one. I want to add one more thing real quick. I mean, go ahead. Has, go ahead. has anyone looked into the story more of the second one besides like the moon and everything? Because uh, you know, at the end, of the I guess from what I'm reading about it is that the fourth ending is the like true ending uh where you know you give up yourself and completely erase yourself from existence well then why is it the second one called near you know that's the only thing about it because oh yeah good um, point i mean i mean Emil's supposed to be in it from what i read is that he he uh he's supposed to be one of the characters back in it but oh, uh, really? from my understanding that new chick you know isn't Kaime or anything you know or yona so it's kind of like unless they're just trying to pull the wool over your eyes that they're one of them you know We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I haven't uh, heard anything. But unless I it's look. near shade inside the automata. 
Oh my gosh! Listen, yeah. too much speculation here. All I of the it. shades built robot bodies and took over the earth. Oh boy! Oh <laughs> and brought pupils with them to the moon. Yes, oh, <laughs> oh my boy! All right. Okay. Oh boy. All right. All right. <laughs> the near fan fiction podcast. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right. Well, that's it. Let's uh let's give you guys a second to plug yourselves again. Um Ryan, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Thank you. Uh thanks once again for having me on the show. Uh you can uh find me on Twitter at it's rocket sauce and uh Whenever I write something, it goes to uh, the website, thegamercave.com. So if you uh, want to see something I wrote, you might have to do some searching because I'm not very active. But you know, uh, <laughs> uh, what I do, it gets posted there. But I would say just follow me on Twitter. And if I do actually write something, I usually post it or retweet it or something on there. So thank you. Uh, like I said, thank you very much again for being on here. I loved this game. It was uh, If it wasn't for the club, I probably never would have played this game, and I would have never known what the heck the near two is. So you know, so once again, you know, thanks for having me on. I you know, I appreciate this game. So awesome! I love hearing that, and thanks for being here, man. We love having you. Definitely follow Rocket Sauce on Twitter. He always has some really nice things to say, especially about Sonic. So definitely, (laughs) (laughs) can't wait for June. Sonic in June. Can't wait. Sonic in June. All right, Uh, Liam. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Donovan Viper, and you can find me on YouTube. Uh, that's also the Donovan Viper, where I'll be now creating brand new near fan fictions. <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait! Oh my! Definitely check out Liam the Donovan Viper, both on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, great guy, and uh, you'll learn how to turn five pounds into a Wii U eventually. awesome awesome okay minotaur zombie why don't you tell everybody where they can find you i just uh you can find me on youtube and twitter uh user channel name minotaur zombie um do let's plays and reviews there and doing a let's play of xcom 2 right now and it's been pretty fun been naming all the soldiers after the people watching so it makes it a lot more interesting awesome um and i just want to say thank you for having me on here this has been really fun Oh, man, we're super happy to have you. We're going to have you on again for sure in the future. Um, you're extremely active in the forums as well. Um, yeah, it was happy. It was great having you on here. We're happy to have you, my man. Definitely give Minotaur Zombie a follow. Okay, and last up, but not least, Matt from Super Robot Power Hour. Where can they find you, bud? You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Robot Power Hour. For all of you who want to look good and smell clean, be sure to follow. And... Um... <laughs> It's been lovely to talk to you, gents, about one of the, the best games there is. Man, we were so happy to have you on. We know you're a big fan as well. Um, yeah, this was a hard game to cover. It was a hard game to discuss in such a short amount of time, but I think we, we did as best as we could. Um, and we could have done it without all you guys, so thank you so much for being here. Um, so, yeah, if you guys listen to this podcast and uh, you're interested in getting in on the fun, head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org. Um, there's lots of podcasts and blogs there as well, as well as the forums where you can play along for uh, the next month's game, which is Alan Wake on the 360. So, uh, yeah. Have any of you guys played Alan Wake? I played it about a little under a year ago. Very fun okay. game. Okay, good. Happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear it's good. Is it spooky? Is it scary? It's spooky in a, not in like a Resident Evil way, but it's more like an atmospheric spooky Okay. Yeah, I think it actually said in the box psychological thriller or something like that. So, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I really hope I like it because Barry Don Myers is on the podcast next month and he gets mad if you don't like what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers that I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for us. Um, let me just play our outro music here. P1 hates that I announced this too. You know what? I'll just add it in later. Don't worry about it. Just put the, the sad song in there because, you know, it's ending and, you know, I tell everything dies in the game. We have to hear the sad song. So. <laughs> you know Everybody's going to die now. Screw <laughs> off. We're all going to die now. <laughs> and then we all go to the moon. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen, but hey, at least we got the music. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a blast. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your nights and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Yeah, bye. This music is making me so sad already. <laughs> yeah, I'm tearing up. Father, I see you. <laughs>